0: It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you gotta check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the Reptile World's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad. It also gets fed to the reptile report and our powerful marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit thereptilereport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder. Then visit shipreptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related.
1: So to Morelia Python Radio, um, we are just on the, uh, uh, this evening, it was just announced that uh, the uh, pre- preliminary injunction um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: was granted to us, um, uh, I guess a, a big thanks has to go out to uh, USARC and uh, Phil yeah. Goss and all the hard work that uh, those guys over there have done, and um, Basically, I was talking to Rob Stone uh, before the show real quick, and uh, he got his hands mm-hmm. on it, and um, he was telling me that I, I, there was an episode of uh, Reptile Radio a while back, and in that episode, um, CK was talking to um, one of the lawyers, I can't remember his name, but one of the lawyers uh, for USR, and basically they were saying that... There's in in the actual Lacey Act, it doesn't say anything about them being able to ban, uh, you know, crossing state lines, um, right? More or less, and
2: but moving and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: correct. Um, but it does say in there that they could um, ban it for places like Hawaii, Puerto Rico, et cetera, et cetera. I guess Guam, um, that would right. be another spot. Yeah, uh so we do all the
3: exportation to, you know, Puerto Rico. But, yeah, anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, you know, basically the judge felt that there's a, a strong likelihood that we would win based on, on that fact. And that was always a, uh, a, a you know, a fact that um, U.S. ARC was trying to push. Um, he also mentioned that it was retics and green anacondas, He didn't really go for... They didn't push for the other two since they're not in the hobby and they're not in the United States. Not even here, yeah. What's the point? Um, And uh, I I, I don't know. I guess guess my thought would be, and this was what me and Rob were talking about, uh, I guess the uh, Humane Society and PETA, I guess what their objective is going to be is to try to get the law changed. Um, They would try to... Make it so that they would change the Lacey Act so that they could do uh, ban importation state to state. So that's kind of where we're at with that. So it's a win.
3: Well, uh you know, that goes.
1: <laughs> a win yet? Now we start fighting in a different direction. <laughs> correct. So yeah. um, I hope. I hope. I hope that this uh, stirs up uh, some positive vibes in the. Uh, in the reptile hobby, and 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 keep people pushing forward with uh, donations and
2: uh, mm-hmm. supporting
1: USARC. I know that there was some uh, for a while there. There was some people that you know kind to of questioned on whether other. or not it yeah. was worth it. I don't know if this doesn't tell you that it's worth it. Then I don't know what to tell you.
3: <laughs> we know what to tell you this time. I mean, come on now. So yeah, yeah.
1: So. So that's uh, so that's that news. Um, I think the only other real news that I have before uh, is the um, we're going to be opening up the uh, auction for Carpet Fest, the Northeast Carpet Fest. Yeah. Which is uh, a few weeks away, um, and basically we're looking for donations for the auction. Uh, it can be anything: mm-hmm. voucher, animals, cages, reptile supplies, food, drinks, shirts, whatever. Maybe, maybe you're a guy like Owen, and you want to auction off yourself. You know? Uh, Yeah,
3: I I mean, uh, (laughs) if
1: I auctioned off myself, people would be
3: bidding to keep me away.
1: I mean, that's how that works. (laughs) What it would be? You you know what I picture? You you know when uh, they auctioned off Kramer in uh, Seinfeld? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what I picture. Yeah, that 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 Dude and Groundhog Day, where some old lady bought him for like fifty
3: cents. Yeah, I mean, come on now.
1: This is.
3: uh, Yeah. I, i'm not unrealistic
1: here so yeah but owen so is very three. good he's very good at cleaning snake shit i'm just saying so Why, you so <laughs> it's,
3: not, no, it's not even happening shut up anyway anyway there's some really good yeah. shit in the auction already i mean buddy's putting up a chondro which oh if dude that doesn't get your blood boiling already wow so, um we're also getting uh, Doug's putting up a T-shirt, so very your very own airbrush T-shirt, whatever you want on it. Um, Matt Mantola is putting up a cage. And it's not just a run-of-the-mill cage; it is a tricked-out Chondro cage. So you buy the Chondro from Buddy, and then, or you, you bid on the Chondro from Buddy and you win. Then, of course, the next lot is the cage, and you got to bid and win that one too. So. And, I mean, this one's got purchase, removable purchase, and lights a whole shebang. Um, yes. Also, he's putting up a Borneo. You're putting up a $2,000 voucher. Um, <laughs> voucher. Whoa, whoa, 50%. whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> is, I, it's too late. We've already moved on. So, um, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you're putting up a voucher. I'm putting up a voucher. Uh, we're hoping for things. I know Zach's going to put something in. Um I know we were going to grab a uh, Carpet Fest t shirt and quick have everybody sign it, throw that in the auction as well. Um, And uh, I am waiting on a few other things. If you're out there and you got anything, something small, something whatever, doesn't matter to us. Uh, We're not going to judge you on that. We're not going to say it's stupid. We'll take whatever and we'll throw it in and see how much it grabs. And of course, the week before Carpet Fest, we're going to throw up the auction on. Uh, the Carpet Fest Facebook page where anybody can bid on it and anybody attending Carpet Fest gets last say in the matter of uh, how much they can try to beat the price that's already been laid out online or it'll go whoever won it online. Right. So there you go. Um, My father keeps asking if uh, we want him to come on and do promos, but the ones he keeps (laughs) pitching are never good. If you have no life and nothing to do on the 30th, thanks, thanks,
1: dad, thanks. Yeah, no thanks. I'm good. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. Well, I think, you know that could be true. We also don't forget the. Um, uh, we're going to be headed out to uh, Reptiland on the uh, on doing. the following yeah. Sunday. Uh, I mean, on the ne- Sunday, the next day. Yeah, um, on Sunday, not the following Sunday. Yeah. We're all not hanging around at Owen's house for a week. Um, oh it, man, I thought I was taking
3: vacation with you. Get the hell out of here. Um, Uh, Uh, But uh, the the reptiland on Sunday, if you, uh, I mean, are we full up on the behind the scenes thing or no?
1: uh, I think there's probably two more spots.
3: Okay. So So. if you want to come with us behind the scenes, let us know. You come back with us, it'll be fun. Uh, If you don't want to go behind the scenes, you just want to come with us, that's perfectly cool. Uh, we'll have a good time. I promise. Um, Clyde's place is really awesome, and he has a bunch of different types of reptiles, including komodos, things like that. Um, and he has like uh, animatronic dinosaur garden. So you know, that's just fun. So oh, yeah. um, there's that. And then you and I have like a fishing trip that Monday too. So it's like you and I have like three days of awesomeness.
1: So. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got to talk to each other on Tuesday. Oh, my god! We got to talk
3: to each other on Tuesday. <laughs> Damn it.
1: Yeah. This is too it's much. Like
3: four days. We're, we're not going to want to hear each other on Tuesday. Yeah. We wow. might have to cancel that show or get fill we in. Might have to cancel the show. I mean, come on now. I just like, you uh-huh. know, we were going to be on tonight, but I'm tired of hearing Owen <laughs> speak. So we're
1: just going to listen to an hour of silence. Yeah, so tonight um, we have Terrell Ziegler from Design Designer Exotics. Um, yes. And uh, Terrell is uh, somewhat new to the carpet python world. I think he said he's been keeping carpets and for about three years now. So, I mean, relatively new. I mean, he's not brand new. Um, he keeps a wide variety of... Uh, species uh from i think carpets and bloods are probably his uh his forte um but uh you know i think uh i think the reason that i wanted to uh to have him on was because um he gives that new perspective um right uh, there's been some i don't know uh i i well what the heck Say it. Say it. I've been really kind of, uh, I don't know if disappointed is the right word or um, taken back. Uh, I, I think I
3: don't taking it back
1: is good. I mean, I think taking the back is a pretty good way to put it. Yeah, I've always, I've always held the Morelia community on a pedestal when it comes to. Um, the reptile hobby, um, because it always seemed to me that those people in particular that were in it before I got into it, or even before you got into it, Owen, um, mm-hmm. I, I think that they just had a. They were the type of keepers that really wanted to try to figure out what was going on um, with the species. Um, And they just had a really high level of appreciation for, um, you know, carpet pythons or chondros or scrubs or, you know, bollins. Back then, you know, there was no no, uh, split into Simolina and all that. It was all Morelia. But it seemed that, you know, carpets were kind of like the beginner into the Morelia world. Uh, mm-hmm. Some guys kind of graduated into chondros. If you were really, uh, you know, wanted to
2: uh, live life on
1: yeah. the edge, <laughs> you'd <laughs> go into the scrub pythons. And then if you never cared about breeding, but you really wanted to try to crack the code. You went uh, into Boland. Yeah,
3: I mean. You, you went know, into Bolands,
1: you know. Yeah. And rough scales, well, they were just a dream. You know, that was were. Even... They were an, they were an <laughs> obscure thing
3: that would never happen. Ever, which, dear Lord, um, you're gonna think I'm a monster. What I've done to my boys—they got huge in these past like several months. I mean, I don't know what happened. They just hit this growth spurt. Anyway, I'm sorry. I digress. Um, <laughs> but your exactly well, right. It was very much. It, it, it felt more and stuff like that. I, I don't know. The, the well, recent, it felt. T- it
1: felt. It felt tighter. It felt like yeah. you were. It always felt to me like you wouldn't just be accepted into the Morelia community, but once you were in, You're regardless of right. how you – I mean, you could not like each other personally, um, but you would be viewed as a, as a member of that group. And even though mm. you may disagree – and again, this is my perspective when I was a new person coming into it uh, – even though they may disagree – you know, um, they still, you know, had a had a passion for what they what they kept. And you know what I always liked about that is that I don't think that people should agree. I mean, it's the same thing that you say all the time. Oh, and there's there's more than mm. one way to skin a cat. Way
2: to skin a cat. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: There's no formula for keeping an animal that's alive. Um, there's guidelines, uh, there's best practices, but there's no specific, you can't, it's not making a cake, you know,
4: <laughs> yeah. you're
1: not, it's not step one is this and step two is that, um, you know, you can, you can go by the experience of keepers that, um, that, that have kept for and bred for, for years and years and years, and you can really get a, uh, uh get, get some good, good perspective of things that they went through but i i don't think it's a matter of opening up a book and, and reading a book and you know that makes you um, a reptile keeper um, a nice word, i think the hands-on experience is really you know where it comes from you know we we've talked about this to no end on the show is you know keeping other species will give you a, a more in tune with the species you're working with, uh, talking to breeders that are in your area because you know they're going to experience the same uh, temperatures and weather and uh, you know pressure systems and all that. Um, you know, so you so what works over on the west coast may not necessarily work or give you the best results on the east coast. You know, um, so so there's kind of that, but. Um, I don't know. I. It seems that that, that the Morelia community has kind of divided. Like, it seems, I, I don't know. Is click a good way to say it?
3: Yeah, I would say clicky is a good word.
1: Yeah, it's, it's clicky. So. You, it's, know? Yeah, you can imagine that would happen in a
3: species with a lot of different avenues and a lot of different ways you can go when it comes to Morelia. I mean, you can go jungle coastal IJ you can go morph, you can go pure, you can go this, you can go that. So you would imagine there would be little kind of groups that everybody who was thinking one way would get along and everybody was thinking a different way would get along. And that's fine. It's yeah. And then, and then you obviously can have flow between the groups and you have somebody like you, who's pretty much a member of all groups. So, uh, and you know, that's the way it goes. So I don't see really a big problem with, the clickiness, I see the problem with a lot of the attitude um, that's going about. I mean, you and I keep talking about how there's drama on Facebook every other day from some avenue or another. It's kind of like, you know, really, again, we're going to do something about this? All right, whatever. And, you know, obviously, and a lot of people ask if we're aware of such things and, you know. What people need to understand is that if there's something going on in the pick of the week, we're aware Um, whether or not we're weighing in on it is a completely different matter. Also, whether or not we allow it to continue is something that we discuss before we make a decision. So a lot of times we'll talk about a thread that we see that might be borderline. And if we say, all right, well, let them let it go for a little bit and then delete it further. Other threads, they're deleted immediately once we see them if we if they're still up um it's because we haven't seen them yet and a lot of times i know you and i move pretty quick when it comes to that stuff so
1: yeah yeah oh and you're pretty you're pretty quick to pull out the hammer and make sure that everything is going good over there and according you know, to that's... zach it is
3: legendary apparently and i'm uh, yeah. <laughs> a great little, little afraid i get this reputation now all of a sudden so
1: but that's uh, good you know i I think we're a little bit on the liberal side when it comes to uh, the Pick of the so. Week. I think um, the idea – I mean if you really look back to the idea of Morelia Pick of the Week, it was basically it was a show of your put spirit. up there. Was it. <laughs> well, if you remember, what we did was is that originally we had a website, and on that website yeah. we would have people post up pictures well, I would go and pull off of MP.com pictures of things that I saw, and then we would talk about. Um, yeah. You know, you would say, oh, yeah, that yeah, looks how cool pretty to you. It was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, there was like, this is at really the infancy of the reptile uh, hobby on Facebook. It was like, okay, well. Man, if we just have it there, it would it would pop right to our phone and you know, so it was there. It's like we were gonna pick out like the best things that we saw and uh, you know, highlight that snake and those breeders or whatever and and, and yeah. try to give some kudos. And the problem
3: um, is is that there's like two hundred
1: snakes a day. <laughs> like, yeah. And well, I think it's and it's not just pictures anymore. So, yeah, I think what it transferred into is basically MoreliaPythons.com on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> yeah. totally killed, We killed MoreliaPythons.com. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think even, um, you know, the Condro guys, they kind of did the same thing. It's like they put the Morelia Virdis forum, MVF, uh, Facebook. Online, up,
2: yeah.
1: Online, and so it's on the group. I mean – I don't know. It's it's kind of those things. I mean, that's another thing that we're going to talk about as we ran on here. Uh, we've got to get Terrell on pretty quick. But um, that's one of those things that, you know, do you evolve with, with the technology or, you know, do you not evolve? I think that one of the things that a lot of the newbies are missing when um, they get into this is um, – they're not going. They're not seeing those threads of, you know, some of the, you know, the breeders that have been doing this for, for years, and it's almost a, it's it's like this vicious circle. So like the breeders that are successful um, in doing this really don't have time to spend a whole lot of time on Facebook. Um, that, so wasn't it
3: something Scott? <laughs> Scott Borden put up like a meme that said, like, I don't recognize the names or faces of the people giving advice on Morelia pages anymore. Where it's like.
1: Yeah, I got to tell you, man, I went to this one page and it, again, I'm, I'm not trying. We we're trying to stay clear of, of drama and we're not throwing but out names. But it, like a goddamn plague. Yeah, go because to me, show. it's do
3: not, not. Do not it's tag not. us in drama filled threads and expect us to weigh in. And be like, "Mural Python Radio support whoever you are." No, 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 stop. <laughs> we don't want it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so <clears throat> we've had we've had our share of behind the scenes nonsense. Dear Lord. <laughs> but, um, but what I was saying is, is that I I saw I, I saw this thread on this new group, and I just was I'm just I sent you the snap pictures of like I, the pictures yeah. of what they were. I, I just Oh, my God. Oh, man. It was like, are you kidding me? Um, I had a guy, somebody today. Um, they must have went over to Morelia Python Radio. They took down the uh, pictures of, like, you know how we have the uh, Morelia complex page where it shows you all the yeah. different subspecies? Yeah. Well, they took the yeah. pictures down, and the IJ they called the Darwin, and the Darwin they called an wow, IJ. Clearly, God. it's labeled right there. <laughs> it's like, just – <laughs> you know, we and they don't do that ask that to use the pics, and they clearly put out the misinformation. They also, here's here's one that's gonna gonna drive you nuts, uh-huh. Owen. They uh-huh. put white lip pythons with Hoser's name uh-huh. <laughs> as the scientific name. Isn't it like Leo Python hoser or something? Well,
3: the Thraucus I mean, they put them in with the ring ring pythons now, or allegedly. <laughs> It, it's somewhere between Leo Python and the Ring Bithroctus uh, or whatever the ring python, however you pronounce it. Um, yeah,
1: but that's the blackface. Is the Horace uh, Ro- uh, whatever the hell? So what? They just put Raymond Hoser No, 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 and no, no no, no, no. No, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about how Hoser put out a paper and basically recategorized pythons, and he yeah. used Hoser's classification, um, uh, which, which is kind of like, <laughs> you know. You just don't yeah, – it's, it's like bad science it, and you're like justifying just, bad just science. Just stop it. Just stop it. Just go, go so, to the next slot down on Google and learn more. I guess that's the problem. People aren't uh, taking the time to research what needs to be researched, and it you know, clearly kind of creates a problem because you got these people that come on and all of a sudden they're experts. On the flip side mm-hmm. of that, the new people yeah. that are coming in – and they see some of the older people getting frustrated because – and they're answering in such ways. It's just like, wow, that's just completely dickish. <laughs> like you just were – I don't know. Sometimes it's like you have to t- – we were all newbies at once. At one time, yeah, we were all is, newbies. Yeah. At one,
3: at one you know? point, we were all newbies, so it's okay. It's, and, it's like be patient. <laughs> it's all right.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, when somebody clearly is is being an idiot and they haven't done any research and they come across like they know it all, oh, well, I'm that's mad. a different story. It. <laughs> you're right, but but if you're asking a question or, or something like that, I mean, <clears throat> I, that again, I, I use examples of myself as to, you know, um, uh, Jason Bell and Nick Mutton, you know, those guys mm-hmm. in particular always took the time to. Walk me through problems, uh, you know, I, that, that's why we always preach about buying, you know, from, from breeders and, and not getting from a jobber at a table. Because when you do, you, mm-hmm. you do get that, you know, um, two years later when you're going to breed, uh, you're able to drop that person a question, you know, oh, hey, you know, this happened. Um, remember the first time I was breeding and the egg was outside the coil and I wanted to do maternal incubation. What well, do you, you do? You called Jason Balin, Nick Mutton,
3: yeah. and me, all in the span of two hours.
1: Yeah. And we're at my you know. house
3: within like 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, so you're, you rely on those
5: important.
3: people. You yes. Do. You do. And and we're not saying don't ask questions. That That is the dumbest thing to ever say. So please ask questions. But it's like, it's like it's like I'm, I'm I want you guys to not just sit there and expect to be spoon fed everything about keeping and breeding Merelia. Go out and read for yourself. It's very helpful for you to learn this stuff on your own, and then ask the questions that arise. I assure you, someone will be happy to answer those questions. You got to understand is that a lot of breeders are bombarded with questions from people who just get this random ass carpet python. And the first question is always, always what's in this? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you know, yeah. I swear to God, anybody post something that says, what is in this carpet python? The answer is always and shall always be, unless it came from a breeder, you have no freaking idea. You right. can make educated guess, but you don't know. So, and then there's all these yeah. other questions that of course come up, but, up, but, up, but, up, but, up, but it's like, just learn, read, research, and then of course the breeders will be here to help you, and of course other people in Morelli will be here to help you. But it's like do on your own as well. Don't just sit there and expect to be, you know, baby bird, open my mouth and get fed. So,
1: you know, I I spent a lot of time on MoreliaPythonRadio.com, and the whole mm-hmm. purpose of that website is so that a, a breeder or a somebody that's new can kind of go somewhere and kind of get a cliff note version of carpet pythons and Morelia. You know, um, I've tried to put every possible Avenue that you would need in order to, it's kind of like a hub. It can shoot you in all different directions. I mean, there's Mm. the breeders that have been on the show, there's the actual shows that are there. Um, I mean, those are priceless. You know, you can go back and listen to any of the people that maybe you like this, you know, maybe you like that. Uh, whatever it is that, you know, floats your boat in the carpet python world. I think we've pretty much had everybody, anybody on the show that, you know what I mean? I, I We've had mm-hmm. from this the keeper, to the breeder, to the newbie, to the most experienced, to the people that the wrote the book, to the people that wrote Australia. the research papers, yeah, yeah come on. I mean,
3: the author um, of the book, I mean... <laughs>
1: So it, it kind of has like, it kind of points you in, in, in so many different directions that you could go, and all the breeders' websites are there, all their Facebook, stuff, their email, all that stuff. Uh, you know, you can MP the forums, the pick of the week. Uh, you know, uh, this all puts you in touch with things that, um, you know, that are valuable. Are, are, are really the it's kind of like it's sorted through the bullshit and puts you to the mm-hmm. top so here it is, these are the people in the Morelia world that are, are really the people that you want to rub shoulders with and and maybe you don't agree with this guy but you agree with that guy but it's your but, choice oh, to, to where you want to yeah. take it You know, um, I had somebody contact me tonight that we were talking about um, you know, granites and granite crosses and um you know what i said was is that you know as we're going back and forth um you know i said hey man you should just check out the morse of the morelia complex page on moreliapythonradio.com and you know it pretty Mm -hmm. much has every morph that's been uh produced in the carpet python world they're all there for you to look at and who's uh they are uh so you can check that out but Anyway, enough of, of that. I, you know, I, I don't know. That, that's kind of like I, th- I think sometimes people expect from this podcast for us to be experts. I have never claimed to be an expert. I'm not even close to an expert. I just nobody was doing this, so this is, this is what we decided to do. you know. Uh, I think of it more of like we're more like the guys at a show that are talking to the breeders behind the table. You know, and each year I don't I don't want to speak for you, Ellen, but each year I learn more and more from talking to the guests that are on the show. Whether it be carpet python people or other species that we we delve into, um, you know, it just I don't know. It just gets a little disheartening. When I was talking to somebody else, and I told you this already, but um, you know, they were at a show and they said, um, you know, carpet pythons are really cool, and they they wondered why. Um, The person didn't, they weren't into carpet pythons and they more or less said, well, the people are assholes, (laughs) you know? And it's kind of like, that's upsetting, you know, it really is. And if we're carrying on like drama, then we're pretty much, you know, uh, the ball python world. Is that
3: what we've been? No, don't, don't say that. I swear to God, I'll go breeding my asses full time.
1: Well, Um, I'm just saying like, it just seems that, you know, then the money came into it and the. I don't know, man. Money came I, I, into
3: it. Feelings got hurt. People are nitty gritty back and forth. It's it, it. It just seems like there's a lot of hostility, and it's like everybody can just if everybody could just relax and focus on your snakes more, and and just kind of have fun with that, and get back into what really brought you into this in the first place. And I think everybody would just be a whole lot happier.
1: So yeah. I think this is the longest introduction that we've ever done, but to bring this it full is. circle <laughs> to bring this full circle and back to it, one of the things that I must say is that I always strive to be around positive people and people that um no you no know I why you're uh, hanging out with me then I have no clue why I'm here, so. well, you're the ying in the y- you're the yin to my yang, you know what I mean. <laughs> all right I'll I'll be quiet now that was good um anyway uh, yeah you know uh I think of uh, you know just the different people that I try to associate with I think that I try to be around people that are positive and people that are just really passionate about um you know keeping the snakes that they keep and Trying to put a positive spin and and do anything they can to educate people about it. Terrell stands out as one of those guys that seems to be uh, in that mindset. So that's kind of uh, kind of where we're at with that. So um, let's let's get him on here and let's get it going and get the show going. Hey, Terrell, welcome to Morelia Python Radio. Uh, I says, you're back. Uh, you were talking to us about Carpet Fest a couple of weeks ago. Uh, glad to have you. Now we're going to go a little more in-depth with you.
3: Yes, not That's just good. Carpet Fest.
1: Sorry Pretty about good. the long-winded Bye. intro. <laughs> yeah, Eric goes on these tangents,
3: and I have to kind of bring him back every once in a while. So <laughs> Yeah. That happens. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, Charles, why don't you just get started and tell us how, um, you know, you got your start into reptiles and what led you to carpet pythons and short tails?
5: Um, Well, like everybody else who's a kid and is into dinosaurs, I was the closest thing I could win when I was a kid, around four or five. My dad, um, he didn't breed, but he collected certain snakes and he had uh, a Burmese python. A 14-foot Burmese python, a red tail boa, and a ball python, and I was completely fascinated by all three of them, but especially I wanted the bigger one. I wanted it to be mine, and he wouldn't give it to me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of
3: course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes kind of sense. Yeah.
5: <laughs> and so I would, I would help him. You know, when you take them to the vet every month to get them checked out and stuff like that. I was always there, riding shotgun. And over time, it's just I wanted them more and more, but my mom hated snakes, so I could never have any at her house. So it was just I had to find something else that I wanted, so I just got into – I wanted to be a paleontologist, so I got into reading books on paleontology at a very, very young age. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do that really bad. And then the movie Jurassic Park came out and then I went back to just want to play with dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And like, no, nope, no, nope, can't have them. And actually, I was never afraid of snakes, but I was terrified of lizards. And I, huh. I had no idea why, where it came from or anything. And then uh, one day, I come in my room and there's an alligator lizard on my pillow and I freak. <laughs> I said, <step laughs> I'm crying and... Curled in a corner because of the snake that aired this lizard. That's not even doing anything. It's just sitting there on the pillow. Mm-hmm. And so he, he picks it up and he's talking to me about it, and I, you know I end up picking it up from him and holding it, and then from then it was it was pretty much over from there. I got my first lizard, uh, water dragon, a couple months later, and then from there as I got older in high school I had about thirty different types of lizards. And my mom couldn't say anything because it wasn't a snake. So it take completely away from me, but she was like, okay, this number's getting a little excessive, but I had, uh, Tegus, Savannah monitor, Tokes, uh, pretty much anything I could get my hand on, like lizards, pretty much anything. And then, um, I moved out about five years ago and then I was at the reptile super show in Anaheim in 2012 and I was just I wanted to do it because I was with I used to do it with my dad all the time and then from then I was like I need to get a snake and now I don't live at home so I ended up getting the corn snake and from then it just grew and grew and uh I saw my first jungle park with python when I right as I was leaving that show and I was like I, I have to have that
4: mm-hmm.
5: I got a, and then from then it was it was a variety of snakes. I had doom rolls, I had a leucistic rat snake for a while, like a bunch of, a, a whole assortment of snakes. And then from then the number of random species decreased as carpets became more prevalent in my collection. So now it's mostly that and short tails. And April, was my business partner and friend, the reason why I got into short tail, she got me my first demotron. As a present and then from the, and that is
3: the coolest nigga probably that I have. Yeah, okay. that's cool. <laughs> so quite cool, you. Um, is there um, are you more Morelia or are you kinda of more of the blood guy? Like where would you kind of put your passion here? Remember you are on Morelia Python radio. So I am go on. More- <laughs> Got <laughs> a correct answer. <laughs> so, um,
5: <laughs> and she's like, hey, we're getting this snake. And I'm like, oh, that looks cool. And then that's where that is in short Tales. And she's like, oh, it's going to live at your house. I'm like, sweet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Something to play with. All
5: right, cool. Yeah.
3: I can understand that. Oh, yeah, I love them. So, I mean, they're, they're little balls of attitude, at least mine is. So, um, I
5: have fun. That is the devil. But, I mean, I'm not going to get rid of her. But she that that stigma that is associated with short tails, she lives up
3: to that. Oh, oh good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so she's not the one you bring to shows. All right. Oh,
5: no. So
3: you, you kind of have this big array of species that you guys are working with over there. Um, can yeah. you kind of give us a brief overview of your collection that you guys are working with?
5: Uh, yeah. Um, so we have uh, as far as carpets go, we have a couple albinos that were uh, produced by Brock Wagner.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: One's an albino jag, and the other is just a albino Darwin coastal. Um, okay. A few caramels. I'm big into caramels. Well, primarily I'm big into coastals because I think they're underappreciated for what they are. So I have mostly mm-hmm. things with coastal in them, or just pure coastal. Um, I have a a few coastal jungles, I have my original jungle, I have some red coastals, a Russian tiger, a couple jags, and as far as short tails go, we have some uh, T-negative albino ivories, uh, T-negative albinos, a T-positive, a few normal red bloods, a couple Sumatrans, uh, a side swipe Borneo from uh, the blood cell.
3: Okay, that's cool.
5: And a few others. Uh, I, we believe that one of them's a VPI uh, Borneo that we have as well. She's also a sweetheart. Likes to attack you. <clears throat> and then there's okay. uh, there's a couple normal balls kicking around that were so, well the one that I have when I it was my second snake. And when I got her, she was grounded, and I didn't know that. So I had a surprise clutch that I actually managed to get off the ground. Six of seven survived, one of them drowned in the egg. So I always kept her around as a reminder of, you know, these are living things. Things happen. This is where you started, basically. And then I have one of her babies that I kept from that clutch. Uh, we have a keen snake kicking around. We have green, a green anaconda, a yellow anaconda. Uh, Nick, a couple red tail boas. I think that's it as far as variety.
3: Well, that's, that's it's cool. a pretty variety, pretty big variety, especially with the uh,
5: yeah. um. Yeah,
3: you know, with the anacondas. I mean, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. what led you guys to form? the uh, company in the first place and for you to partner with your business partner?
5: When I was getting into snakes, because I, like I like to read about stuff and then do it, and there's sometimes where I just buy things and then read about it later. So mm-hmm. I was looking for a new snake at the time when I met April, and then I met April, and she had far more snakes. Um, she was into porn snakes and... A bunch of different types of corn snakes and i was like oh that's pretty cool like my first snake was a corn snake and then uh, okay. we were like uh well uh the original idea for a business was me and my kid brother and then he kind of grew up and didn't want to do it anymore but april was still around she's like well we can, you know make something happen with that and we started with balls so that was okay. we were gonna like we were going to do balls and then we quickly realized that we didn't want to do balls and it was more of do something that you're passionate about that you actually care about and so I chose mm-hmm. carpets and then she chose short tails and then from then we we're like well we can make this a legitimate not so much to sell things but you know for a place that people to come if they want something from us let's make an actual space for it and so that's pretty much where that started and then um it turned into us doing educational things. We'll bring some of our snakes here and there to uh, share with kids and adults and stuff like that. We do meetups at parks, and, like, that's where the idea for Carpet Fest came from. It's like, well, let's expand our reach with our passion with as many people as we can, so. came cool. Very cool.
3: Listen, you can kind uh, of... Joined together and kind of moving forward, all of those other stuff. So it's a nice, big, diverse collection you got there, and these guys got uh, together can kind of form it up. That's awesome.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, there's a lot of doubters that business of business partnership, especially because we, well, we're male and female, but um, she keeps me in check from buying random things that we don't need and. She stays on top of her game, so it's worked
1: out better than I would ever hoped it to. Cool. Cool. Terrell, you're uh, coming in a little low. Are you uh, going to – I don't know if you can adjust your volume or – Better? Yeah, there you go. There we go. Good, 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 good. Oh wait, Owen, are you still there? That's you. I'm here. I'm okay. here.
3: Okay.
1: I'm. I'm yes. just reading your. Your okay. All right. Um. So you have. Uh, let me ask you this question real quick, Terrell. You yep. were just sort of hitting on this a little bit, but the um, the whole idea of having a partner. Um. You know. H- how do you? how do you guys work that i mean you don't have to go into detail if you don't want to but i'm just curious on like is it a 50-50 partnership do you have certain parameters because i see like like what would be the advantage to doing that as opposed to you know just being by yourself and being tc designer exactly reading
2: alone like yeah. yeah
1: everything is 50-50
5: between us we don't there isn't any Outside parameters. Well, if I sell this, then I get more of it, or any of that. Everything we split because we share the same passion. And where we benefit as a team is, I do a lot of research into Morelia and stuff like that, and she does short tails. So when there's something new or something like that, she relays it to me, and I do vice versa with her. So vice versa. We I gotcha. Game information faster by having two of us gotcha and everything works out better and uh especially with social media because you can be on everything at at once if i miss something she's usually on top of it or if there's an email that comes in i can catch it if she doesn't and stuff like that it just works out a lot better having two of us (laughs)
1: Yeah, you know, if I ever hired somebody for <laughs> for anything to work for me, like, or if I did any kind of partner, that would be their job. They would be in charge mm-hmm. of Facebook. I'd go clean snake crap all day long. Let but... me let
3: me go play <laughs> with my snake. You deal with everything else. There's a lot more tech than you think it is.
5: Like keeping on top yeah. of Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and everything else, and it's like it becomes too much oh, yeah. for <laughs> one <young people. laughs>
3: Uh, I think my website's never updated. I don't have a Twitter and I don't have an Instagram.
5: Yeah, so, I've noticed that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you have to call you, know, me and talk to you and you want things. What? <laughs>
1: I uh I I gotta tell you, man, it is you know, this is the part of it that um you know, people talk about a weekly podcast and whatnot, and uh I'm telling you man, it's so hard to be to stay on top of things and to put together Mm a show and be on, because not only do we have, do I do it for, you know, me personally, EB Morelia. Now it's like, okay, so now we have to do it for Morelia Python radio too. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's, it's difficult, you know, that's why. uh, Yeah.
5: I applaud you guys for doing this weekly because I know a lot of people would especially me. I wouldn't be able to do it every single week yeah it's tough I, I say
3: all the time sometimes like, i'm amazed we do it every week So <laughs>
1: we were just talking about something today and it was like uh you know you see these trends come up and we're like oh man this is gonna this is something different this is you know and then that'll it's that'll be like, cool uh, if well, it
3: continues and you know yeah it uh, never does the comment i said to you was don't worry only nut jobs like us do something for three freaking
1: years you know if it if it gets if uh, again for the longest time it's like i look at it as just like i used to listen to reptile radio i always took it as two guys just hanging out talking about snakes it's not we're not scientists i'm not i'm not by any (laughs) stretch any stretch of the means like you know i'm not an expert you know that's why we have guests they're experts Yeah, yeah, so so that leads us, I mean, I don't know if you caught what we were saying at the beginning, Terrell, but um, we were kind of talking about uh, the current state of, you know, uh, the Carpet Python slash Morelia. um, Yeah, all of that. Yeah, so uh, you're kind of a newcomer to uh, the Carpet Python scene, and um I don't know. What's your thoughts on what you're seeing? What's your perspective from somebody that's kind of, you know, relatively new? I think you said you were in keeping them for three years or so.
5: Yeah. And okay. so when I first got into it, well, firstly, as a newcomer, it is very hard to get a feel for the people in this particular community because a lot of you have been, together or know each other for a long time so to think a lead off of hey i just got this snake that you're happy with and somebody's like well shit <laughs> <laughs> but i mean that could it could happen anywhere but it seems to be more drastic <laughs> lately and yeah. um so when i started i i didn't really say much to anybody because like i like to behind the scenes or I don't really respond to a lot of things and I did a lot of research on my own which is what a lot of people don't do that are coming to this because now that I talk to people that have questions and it's like it's a simple question that you could have found or if you would have asked the breeder that you're talking about he probably would have given you the answer for But it's like nobody wants to look for their own information yes which I could see where that would be annoying if you're getting it all the time. Like just like you guys were talking about with the, uh, uh, can you help ID my snake? Well, it's a nice carpet python. They can't help you. So yeah. And there's yeah. there's a hundred posts below yours that are the exact same thing. So if you just looked at the response from
3: that, you would get your answer. But I love those threads because it's like, what is my snake? And somebody goes, I think it's jungle. And immediately underneath that, it's like, I think it's coastal. It's like, well. Are you going to keep going until somebody says something that you really, really like? And then you're like, that's it. That's right. That one. That's it. It's a Darwin pet albino triple pet hippopotamus.
1: Done. Brand new morph. Yeah. Totally cool. I'll go with that <laughs> one now for the rest of my breeding career. It's, you know, it's, and it's, it's, and, it's and no in sense. fairness, in fairness, the probably the breeders that have been at this at this game for a long time, they've, they've probably seen this writing on the wall. You know, I yeah. mean, if you go back to the days when it was just some jungles and some coastals and you had a tiger and then there's this yeah, jack
3: Every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of it. like,
1: um, you know, they were always against this mixing of the subspecies because you get these snakes that you really, you know, a lot of them, a lot of them are, are beautiful in their own right, but mm-hmm. you don't really know what it is. So... Mm. Which
5: I feel you should be fine with that. I have snakes that I I have no idea where they came from. I like them and I keep them because they're cool. Like right. I go by what they were sold to me as, but I didn't buy them in the hope that they happen to be by this breeder or that breeder. And it's like I like the snake. That's why I have it. So it's like if I plan to breed it, then I know full well that I don't know what I'm dealing with, and I probably won't tell mm-hmm. to anybody outside of you know, close friends or something like that, or sell them as anything other than what I think they
3: are. Right. It's the people who think that, the tr- it's the people who are trying to find the the diamond in the rough, that I pulled an mm-hmm. animal out of a bin, and it looks really nice. Will somebody please tell me it's pure jungle? This way I can take this $50 carpet python that I bought and turn it into babies turn turn it out to producing babies cuz i see jungles for 500 bucks on somebody else's table what they don't realize is those jungles have not only the color to back up what they're putting out there but they have lineage information as well so mhm it's it, it's almost like you know it, it, and that's what people want because that's what i think a lot of people are used to is with other animals there's not a lot of commingling with the subspecies, right. in boa, but I mean, normally ball python is a ball python is a ball python. I mean, if I mm-hmm. grab it at a bin on somebody's table and I think it's a this morpher or this thing, it probably is. So, and
5: it's like these go down to a locality specific. It could be five feet away from where you think it was, and it's a totally different locality of carpet python. So you can't really expect. To do what you think it is Just go mm-hmm. by what you thought it was And then just leave it at that
1: Yeah yeah. It, you you also have that perspective I don't know if you guys have run into this But then you have like You have the guys down in Australia It's like we post up something as this And they're like that's that's not that
2: <laughs> You yeah. know it's
1: like yeah, I Just saw it in my <laughs> backyard yesterday Man that's not what they look like <laughs> You're like
3: what the problem, is, the problem is we are so far removed From the wild types it's ridiculous wasn't there somebody on, like, the, like somewhere on Facebook earlier last week or something that's like, uh, I got this jungle who got it from somebody who was straight from Australia, and I'm like, the hell am I reading here? So, I mean, <laughs> it, and it's, like, it's like, please, God, don't tell me this dude fell for something like that because that's horrible. If somebody's out there going, yes, direct from Australia, get him while you can,
1: I'd be like, I- I'd be done. I'd be totally done. I'd lose my
5: mind. dollars right there. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. That would lead me to my next topic. Um, you know, the thoughts on accountability and responsibilities for us as keepers, as breeders. Uh, you know, what's what do you what are your thoughts on that?
5: In light of recent events, well, even before that, because if you read about things and you're certain of what they are, just be honest. Like, yeah. It's not yeah. it's not difficult. If you don't know what it is, you don't know what it is. If you're snake sick, say it's snake. If you have mites, say you have mites. Like, okay, this guy has mites. I'm probably not going to buy anything from him in the next couple months. But That doesn't mean that you're now removed from the community, but if you're going to lie about it and then lie on top of lying about it and then you get caught and then backpedal like, What do you think is going to happen?
3: It, it's it's yeah. one of those things where everyone has dealt with mites. And if you have not gotten them, it's because you haven't been plugged in the community long enough or you are lying. And that's just yeah. how it goes. They happen. They honestly got to God, happen. I've had them before. And what you do is you shut down. You completely stop. Um, I had them at a point where... There was a big break in shows. I didn't have any for a while. And it was awesome because I was able to go ape shit and clean my entire collection and not miss the next show. Um, mm-hmm. But it was one of those things where nothing got shipped out. Nobody came over. No animals were... Like, I'm not driving a friend's animal from my place. Uh, I'm not driving my friend's animal from, you know, the show to my house for a day or two and then drop them off at his place, which I do all the time with friends. It's like... Everything shut down. I went freaking dark, and that's what you have to do. You're allowed to talk to clients. You're allowed to tell the clients, and you know, sell to the clients. But you 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 be upfront, and nothing leaves until you are certain it is done. So, and that's the way it goes. You lose a couple sales. You lose a couple sales. People got to understand. Sometimes animals don't eat. Sometimes animals get sick. Sometimes you get mites. Sometimes the animal gets dead. And as long as you're upfront, honest, and supportive of this, there are no problems. If you, like, like Carol said, if you lie or if you cover it up or if you deny, that's where you're going to have issues. And that's where the problem is. Do you
1: and think that think it, has it has to light. do with breed? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just
3: going to say, I feel like
5: with a community, like you know what you're getting into if you're into this community, like, You see what happens every day. You know how close these people are. Like, why would you try to put something past them when they've already seen it, done it, heard about it, read it,
3: all before, years before you? Exactly. And you kind of got to understand is that some Morelia breeders have been doing business with each other for 20 years, maybe
1: more. I mean, that's the way it rolls. So... I remember there was an experience that I had where I clearly, I clearly didn't understand. I went and gave a talk in, on carpet Python morphs at Tinley. I guess I could say. I loved that talk. That was great. <laughs> you were like, you're like, I
3: believe that like one clutch. I'm like, this is fantastic. Do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah I, I, whatever. You know? So, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, I gave a talk and I was shown an animal that um, I thought when I got this bundle of pictures was, you know, good to go and that I could, you know, use this picture. Mm. I made a mistake. I didn't realize (laughs) that, uh, you know the person had told, I don't know if the person wants me to tell who it was, so I'm not going to say a name, but I didn't realize that I, that that was just a, like an extra, you know what I mean? That was a hot hot picture. Yeah. I didn't realize that, that that's how that went. But anyway, what I, you know, what had happened is I, I literally, I walked in my door from, from Tinley park and, uh, that person had called me on the phone and, you know, they were pretty pissed and, uh, Rightfully so, because they thought that you know I went and <clears throat> was 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 doing this and that they couldn't trust me or whatever. But the 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 what I guess my point in the story is is that literally what you're saying is is correct that the community is so tight that that kind of stuff goes from east coast to west coast in a matter of of a day. You know what I mean? And people <laughs> yeah. are going to know this stuff. So the idea that you know that you can keep something top secret uh, or just hope that it's that you're, you know what I, mean? I I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a niche uh, species of pythons that, you know, it's, it's just silly to think okay. that that's. Not everybody
3: knows that everybody way. and word travels faster than the speed of light nowadays. So if yeah. you fuck up in Tinley, I'm going to know about it sitting in my bedroom in frickin pennsylvania within 20 minutes that's how it goes so i i
1: I think it's the responsibility of the breed i i think sometimes i I don't know maybe you guys give me your opinions after i say this but i think sometimes that we hold breeders on this pedestal um that sometimes is unrealistic um and what I mean by that is is that you could keep a, an immaculate collection and shit's going to happen. You're going to get mites, you're yeah. going to get respiratory infections, you're going to get something's going to you know, die, an animals just blue, die and you know all bound, these something or other. Yeah. yeah. You're going to ship out an animal and something's maybe not right with it. I mean, you know, all these kind of things can can happen. Um, of I think the test of a good breeder is or a snake set dealer or whatever you want to call them is how you deal with that problem afterwards of course Um, there are certain problems that can be helped by you
3: and there are certain ones that cannot you know uh you can pack an animal correctly every single freaking time every time and some heat pack can fail and the animal can die in transit it wasn't your fault but you have to pretty much bite the bullet to make it right by the customer standpoint and that right. and we've said this millions of times you as a business owner and as a reptile breeder need to represent yourself and your custom and your company in a certain light if you're going to be perceived in a certain light bad things happen you step up to the plate and you make them right no matter how much they suck to make right you do it and then everybody leaves with a good feeling, no bad taste in their mouth, and then when, some, when somebody asks that person about you, they go, yeah, well, um, we had a bad thing where, you know, some, something shitty, have animal died in transit, but you know what, the guy sent me two to replace it, or he sent me this other one, I love this one, or, you know, I get first pick of his mm-hmm. babies this year, or something like that, you do that. You know, there's always different ways around it. But,
5: yeah, that's the thing, so, you know, People are buying from you because they want to believe in your product. They want to trust you. It's like mm-hmm. you have to show them. You have to prove it, basically. it's not. You can't stop everything from happening. Things will happen to everybody, especially if you're, brewing, you're shipping things or, you know, anything could happen. But that person's not looking for you to be upset that that particular incident happened, but how you handle yourself afterward.
4: Yeah.
1: How do you police that for other breeders and, key, you know, like, how do you police other breeders? The, and who the, should the even do thing, it? Well, I would like
3: to propose a secret police of Morelia police officers. <laughs> where, <laughs> if you do something wrong, we show up to your house with batons, we beat you, and we take all the Morelia out of your collection. You're no longer allowed to have them. Um, right. I would volunteer. first people. <laughs> member. Yeah, I mean, come on. Now. But um, I, I think the policing is, is again, we, we police ourselves, and the way we police ourselves is, you know, you vote with your dollar. And it's if this guy... If you... Your most important asset in the Reptile community is your reputation. If your reputation is tarnished, it will affect you for years. And it will... It will not do well for you. It, it will come back. It will bite you. It will beat you up. It will be bad. People will bring up something that happened several years ago to you all the damn time. Mm-hmm. It, 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 that's the way it goes. Because something might be stuck fresh in their mind that you may have forgotten about. It's dumb things like that to happen. So if you if you don't do right by the community, the community is not going to be nice to you in turn. So... I kind of want to say the policing happens that way, but of course I say this because I think that's the way it should be and how I would like to think it is. But, you know, the guy who's yet, I see the guys at Hamburgs who have nothing but 20 gallon tank displays and crate of pick your own tortoise just imported from, you know, Burma. So it's, those guys are there all the time, every time. So it's kind of like, I would kind of hope that the upper echelon, more reptile-involved people would know the difference between somebody who is scummy and who is not, but I would be, wouldn't be would be surprised if they didn't.
1: Well, don't you think that, now, that you... Go ahead.
5: Well, how would you track, you know, who... I mean, because say you have a newcomer that comes in, first... He's buying, you know, expensive snakes to make you take notice, blah, blah, blah. He wants to be the greatest carpet breeder, yada, yada, yada. You're under the impression that he's a good guy, but you don't know his business practices. And it's all hearsay after the fact, after multiple people have gotten, you know, a dead dead animal, a sick animal, and stuff like that. That happens every day. And it's like, how would you keep track of
1: those people? I don't know um, I think I, I, I don't know it's a tough question I think I think what I was gonna say is, oh and you have you brought up a point of uh, you know going to a show. Yeah. I think uh, we used to talk about this before, but I think that one of the things that show promoters have to do is start to be a little more particular. Uh, on who they allow to come and vend at shows.
3: You, you, again, you, you, you say this and you want to believe that the show promoter and vendor will do that, but most of the time they just only care about not having too many of the same animal uh, represented. Yeah,
1: but, but listen, look at, look at what Brian Potter does with Tinley Park and the NR. And, that's, and that is Tinley
3: Park and Ann Arbor, and, NR- and those are the big shows. And I love that,
1: but I know. But we're, my we're point is, is, that show, No, right. no, you can't have that attitude because the reason that that show became a big show. Well, look at it. Years ago, Daytona used to be the show. Of course. Why is Daytona not the show anymore? Because you know of I mean? all the crap that comes in the door. I'm, I'm just, I'm telling you that some
3: people, some promoters, have the formula of how they make the money and how they make the money is they have that amount of how much it's going to cost to do this, this, and this. And they're just going to let these people keep renewing. And they're going to come in and they're going to renew their four or five tables. And that's it. And they're, they're, that's not going to change until those people have removed themselves from the herp community and those slots are filled with better people or at least more breeder oriented people. It's but how like do you get those kind of goes up?
1: How do you get them to change their ways of doing things? You don't buy from them. You don't buy. You don't go to that show, or you don't go to the show. If you have a show that uh, you know they have crappy people there, well, (laughs) then you're not going to go. You know, or
3: you don't. You don't buy from the crappy people. The crappy people stop coming to the show, and the show turns over to the other people. That's how it goes. Yeah. You know, I, I know for a fact that if. The dealers and the wheelers and the dealers don't make their money; they don't come to the show. There's no
1: point. Why I'm not dealers- even talking. I'm not even saying that everybody that that is a wheeler and dealer is necessarily a or bad person because I'm, I'm people, sure that yeah. there, yeah, I'm sure that there are people that are, you know. But I'm just saying, like, if you clearly walk around some shows, I don't know how it is on the West Coast, Terrell, but here on the East Coast, you can go to some shows and you can clearly see, you know the 10-gallon fish tank sitting on the thing with a Burmese that's 13 feet um, clearly has a respiratory infection and clearly uh, you know, it's bad shit. You know what I mean? It's just like... It's
5: exactly the same here. It doesn't change. I actually have a story about that. So, at the last show in January at the Reptile Super Show, there was a booth. I'd never heard of the guy before. But he had a... Albino Darwin, a nice looking one for sale. And then he had a bunch of baby carpets that were also for sale. I all I was asking, because they were just marked generic, like, coastal, and then het, and then, like, the where was, it said het, like, what it was, was, like, washed out. I'm like, oh, what's in this? And he's like, well, it's granite and pet albino. Um, and he was selling it for her, I think, like, 75 bucks. I was like... Holy That's hell. pretty impressive for a, you know, 100% head double head. Like, well, you know, I'm trying to get rid of all these snakes. I don't want to do it anymore, blah blah blah. So, I asked him to look at the snake and that in my hands, I thought that snake was going to die. And like you could see the bubbles and like every like that snake was a cry for help. <laughs> like, wow. Well, you know, uh and I, I just wanted to see what he'd say so i was like well you know can you take 25 off because this thing's sick and he's like oh no it's good to go he's like yeah they get like I that sometimes it. but it'll it'll be fine i'm like okay and then um so i put the snake down and i pick up the next one same thing and i was like mm, all right so there's people i went over to the uh star python's booth and there's people like oh yeah there's a booth over there that's got cheaper uh, carpets over there. I was like, don't, don't go to that. Beach. I was like, you want your animal to live past the next few days, then just, get you want to, to get it home. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
5: I was like, how could you, you don't know me. You don't know my background. How could you just lie to my face like that? And like, assume and right. that I don't know. you know nothing about me. Right. Yeah. But apparently that trick works on numerous people because he was still there. And I think you've ended that show the year before too. Wow.
3: It's it's how it goes. It's honestly got how it goes. And it's, it's, it's one of those really, it's a shame that you get into these corners with these kinds of stuff. But, uh, I would very much like for the shows to be like Tinley. I mean, that was awesome. So, and, uh, it's kind of hard to get away from it sometimes, I guess, for certain shows, but
1: yeah, I well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I think you support people who are good and those people will rise to the top, you know, time and time again. Um, I think that's kind of the, the trick. I I, I don't know. I, I just think that if you, you know, we always say vote with your dollar, but if you support people that, that are good, um, I think long term – you know, they'll pass on those those ideas and and how they you know, not everybody that is a good snake breeder is a good business person.
3: <laughs> no, that away. is true.
1: You know? <laughs> you know, I mean true.
3: or even or even a non awkward weird person. I mean I've met some of the best snake breeders and some of them are weird people. I mean, you just gotta understand that. It's just that kinda goes hand in hand with some stuff. So you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah we're not some normal. people are breed snakes <laughs>
5: so
1: i don't, yeah i don't know what do you think about um i mean uh, i'm curious to hear this from your perspective um Terrell, but the the influx of of new uh, morelia keeper it's kind of like this catch 22 type of thing i mean in order for the carpet python market to uh, you know continue to Bro, yeah grow you have to have new people coming in because there's only so many i find i don't know what you guys are but the first year that i produced zebra jags in 2012 um a lot of people were hesitant about getting that and paying that high dollar because they can just make it themselves so Mm -hmm. Do you lower the price? Do, you know what I mean? It's kind of like you're, you know, I remember me and Jason Balin, were because he produced them that year too. And it was kind of like, uh, what do we do? You know, uh, <laughs> we're not really sure on how to price them because you don't want to go too low. You don't want to go too high. Um, I think the only way to kind of beat that is to bring new people into the community. But right. with that, you know, you have new people and old people. And like, yeah, I think the whole Facebook thing is kinda, I, I don't know, split split it Wait. up, made that divide more prominent. What, what's your thoughts?
5: Yeah. By how I feel about that is, well, first of all, I think Facebook is a, the reason there are so many problems in this particular community because they, there's a page for the difference of species that you guys have going on. Well, if somebody doesn't like that page, so they just make another one and then they include another species in that over like now there's what, three classified pages and oh it's hard to keep track of everything <laughs> that's going on. So for somebody that's brand new, so say you'd never, you're looking to buy your first carbon icon. You have all these people telling you to go one way and there's this fight going on and then it's like, join this page and blah, blah, blah. There's no bullshit here when it's really the same thing, just on a different page. And so you can't get information like you could if it were say a forum where there was one classified page, you had the different, the breakdown of different subspecies. So you could just click on that one thing and get what you were looking for. And then if you're looking for it, say a tiger jag, people could point you in the correct direction as opposed to now, where it's like, oh, I happen to be looking for a tiger jag. They're like, well, you could talk to this breeder or it's on this page or this page and this auction and this classified. So it's kind of, frag- it's being fragmented within itself. Yeah. Because you already have multiple snakes that you're dealing with, and now you're adding different opinionated people on different sides. Pretty much duplicating what's already there
4: mm.
5: right because i talked to a couple <laughs> yeah. of people that want to get actually yesterday that wanted to get into carpet python and like well you know i'm looking for this particular one uh could you point me at a facebook group that has it and like i can't I, I can't help you anymore maybe yeah. last year <laughs> i would have been able to help you but you're gonna have to look around or i can ask people and like you were talking about earlier, Eric, about putting breeders on a pedestal. A lot right. of newcomers do that, too, where you get starstruck with people. You hear yeah. a certain name, or this snake is from this line and this line, because people name drop, like, preview. Right? Oh, like, Lord, yes. that, and, you know, and there's things to be proud of, but there's also, I've asked people, like, okay, well, who are these people that you're referring to? Like, your snake was bred by this line and this line. Who are you talking about? And they have no idea. They're like, I don't know. That's just what it was told to me as. Well, like, then why are you using the names as a
1: reference? Right. Yeah. That's that's a good point. You know, I guess they want to make their animal that more, spe- more special, you know? It's almost and like it's you like,
5: have to. Uh, well, I have a snake from. Jay- well, I'm not sure. Okay. I'll use Jason Balin as an example. Um, I have a Strike Coastal that possibly. Would be one of the snakes so i instead of asking him hey did you produce this snake and send him a thousand pictures of it i asked more about his line
1: uh-huh.
5: and he's like well i mean it could be from from this and then he gave me back history on what it was and then i went on uh the forums and i was looking around at you know snakes that have been produced close to what i thought it was i mean i still don't call it a bait it's still a strike coastal to me but i wasn't trying to gain his approval by Having a snake produced by him, I was just curious of this is what it possibly it possibly is. Can you give me some history into that? Right. And a lot of people don't do that that I see, or there's other newbies trying to coach newbies. They become like fanboys of particular breeders, like, well, you should get your snake from this person. They're the greatest ever, blah blah. And then if you ask the breeder, like, huh? Okay. This guy probably has a nicer version of that thing than I do. Mm. Right.
1: Yeah, I think you just hit on a, a big thing is the whole the whole fanboy thing is probably what I see when we were talking earlier at the beginning of the show about these different clicks. And mm. you know, it's kinda like I, I don't know, been one of the there things...
3: for years and I've not reaped any benefits of it. You know, <laughs> you know shit nothing, nothing,
1: you uh, <laughs> all this shit and I don't get anything. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, one of the things that impressed me about carpet row at Tinley Park was the fact that when you first think about the idea, you think about, wow, you're going to have six or seven carpet python breeders all in a row. And yep. they're going to be trying to sell carpet pythons and more or less competing with each other. Um, but it didn't work out that way. Um, you had, I, I remember specifically, uh, you know, it was Andrew Paris and uh, his buddy uh, 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 Dan. And, you know, they were looking, he was looking to buy uh, IJs. And um, he more or less said, you know, he wanted, he wanted, something that wasn't the same from the same pairing. Um, so he bought one for me. And then I said, well, if you really want killer IJs, the guy you really want to go see is at the end of the table here, Luke mm-hmm. Snell. You know I mean? You can't get any better than what he has is like the top of the line, you know, where he's looking at my IJs and saying, wow, these are, these are awesome. And, and I'm saying just what you just said, like, no, <laughs> no, mm-hmm. these, these are nice. Don't get me wrong, but you you want to make sure you get something from Luke. And vice versa, you know. If they were looking for something along the lines of, like, you know, Tiger Jags or anything like that, you know, Jason's the guy. And um, it, I don't know. It just was a very good sense of, you know, making sure that the keeper was getting pointed in the right direction.
5: Um, right. And I think so that yeah. as a keeper and as somebody – that, you know, want to be a part of the community in a positive way. Like, I have people ask me, oh, well, do you have this morph and this morph? Like, I, my first carpets haven't even hatched yet, so I don't have anything that you're looking for, but I know this person does that. I don't try to, I guess, coach other breeders to make yourself look better, I guess, is the way I would put it. Right. I've seen that happening quite a bit, too. Yeah. And it's it's not people that have been doing this a long time. It's people that, you know, that just sprung up last week and they now have 60 carpet pythons that are $1,000 each. Like, where did you come from? I don't understand.
3: <laughs> yeah, those people are really annoying. You'll pop you know? out of nowhere and buy a bunch of snakes in your backyard and freak you out for years. Well, you need them. You know- yeah.
1: That's a st- that's a stereotype that that I kind of had to fight for a while.
3: Yeah, you did. That's why I said it.
1: It's you know, I was like, yeah, it was in like I didn't really start buying snakes until buying carpet pythons until two thousand and eight, the end of two thousand eight, yep. two thousand nine. Um, yep, and you know. I, like you, Terrell, was in in the boat of, well, you know, I kind of want to do this. And I kind of, I kind of fancied the idea of maybe making this a side business. And, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, what, what could, how, what could I do to sort of fund my hobby type of thing? And for a while I was into the whole ball python thing. And um, I kind of moved away from that because there was, I just looked at it as there was no way that I would ever be able to, Get to the level of what these guys were doing. You know what I mean? It was just like, it was just a mountain I couldn't climb. So it's like, why bother? You know? Um, And I started looking around. What's that?
5: Oh, no. Every week there's five new morphs. So it's like, how do you catch
3: up with that? (laughs) Yeah. You spend a crap ton of money.
1: And then there's the, even if you do, I think, like, even if you do, by the time you would buy, whatever morph it would be you know by the time it's ready to breed it's gonna be obsolete it's it's I don't know I just felt like it was just a, a if you weren't gonna do something because you really dug what you were doing then it just seemed like you would never be able to to keep up um, which led me to which was a kind of a good thing because it led me to kind of go over to MP and for a while I didn't post anything I just kind of lurked lurked around and looked and listened to what people were doing and you know, what what these guys were all about. And then um I decided it's like, you know how you can like go to a reptile show and you buy reptiles on a whim? You know, it's like, oh yeah, this is kind of cool and you pick it up and then you have this like crazy collection where it's like, all right, well I just spent I don't know, say a number. I just spent five thousand dollars over the course of the year But i don't really have anything to show for it because i have like all these different species which are cool but ultimately if i want to breed this is not the route that i want to that right this is just in my mind that i wanted to go um because i wasn't when i first got back into it you know i had i had african rock pythons chinese water dragons bearded dragons uh you know burmese pythons you know, retics, uh, uh, ball pythons, Nile monitor, Savannah monitor. You know, it was just like this, mm-hmm. just menagerie of reptiles. And I never really found like what that 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 direction that I wanted to go until I found carpet python. So it's like, okay, I'm going to take that same amount of money that I was going to spend, but I'm going to focus it, super super focus it on trying to get the best. Of the best. That was the one thing that I always took from Reptile Radio. It's like, you know, those guys used to say all the time, like, you know, don't just go buy a pastel ball python because you want a pastel ball python. Find the guy that breeds the best pastel mm-hmm. ball pythons yeah. and buy from him, you know? But that guy that breeds the best pastels might not be the same guy that breeds the best ball pythons. So you Ooh. want to go to a different guy to get that. So it's kind of the approach that I took when I was getting into it. It's kind of like, okay, well, Um, I want the best tigers. Where do I go? Well, I'm not going to go buy somebody. I'm not going to go buy a Jason Balin animal from another person. Why not just go straight to Jason Balin? You know what I mean? It just, that's kind of how it works. Um, So I don't know, that would be my advice to people. And ultimately, uh, when I was focused like that, you know, um, I was able to <clears throat> I guess be more successful, but a lot of people are like, well, who the fuck is this Eric Burke guy? You know? Right. <laughs> you know, like, who is he? I to have come no idea. And, I have no idea who would have... <laughs> he's an me. asshole.
3: He's a dick. He's going to ruin me, being that he's in Philadelphia, too. Uh, <laughs>
5: <laughs> anyway. The, um, the difference I see with you doing that, though, is... The outcome was you're actually passionate and give a shit about this, where there's a lot of people that, you know, they're cool. not,
3: and I'll be honest, so, this is why Morelia plays radio was born is didn't Nick tell you, you needed to get your face out there because nobody was going to be ever trusting
1: of you. Eric? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a huge thing. Like, you know, yeah. I remember talking to Nick on the phone, and he told me, he's like, listen, man, you know, what led me finally to meet Nick was actually, in the beginning, I was afraid of Nick. You know, he really scared <laughs> the shit out of me.
2: Because
1: I would listen to his post on MP, and I was like, whoa, this dude Dear is... Lord. He's intense, man. <laughs> and he knows his shit. He's very intimidating to the me, you know? It's kind of like... I remember his avatar on MP was this guy and he was just punching somebody. <laughs> he was just it was like an action scene. He was just punching. He was just like, like punching oh, punch, yes. punch. Well, punch. the longest time his,
3: his his other one was of Ron Burgundy and I loved it when it was that
1: one. That was great. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. And it was just like I was like, "Damn, even this so the, I wanted to buy Brettles and I you know again following that same mindset is like okay if you want to buy Brattles pythons go to the guy with the best Brattles which was Nick yeah you know, that, that name and uh, I sent him an email and he was like Nick's not an email type of guy he's like a guy he'll say <laughs> all right give me a call you know? his
3: response is just call me <laughs> yeah I
1: that. he's like ah oh, this is too much to type out just give me a call so it's yeah. like. I was like, oh man, I can't call this guy and talk to him. What if he starts yelling at me or something? <laughs> anyway, finally, long story short, it came to I wanted caramel jags, and I had no choice but to call him. You know, and we got to talking, and you know, he was, I was on the phone for like five hours, I think. And you normal, know, yeah, he was telling me that he was in. He's like, look, man, if there's anything you want, you just let me know what it is, and I'll, I'll point you in the direction. And, and uh, I'll try to get it for you. And that's when he started importing from, from Paul at UK Pythons. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to bring a caramel Jag. So he brought the Carmel Jag over and, you know, dude, I was on, oh my God, that was just like the craziest thing ever. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I got a caramel Jag. This is just <laughs> nuts, you know, and, uh, you know, Today, it's sort of like no big deal, but back then, it was, you know... Was Millions crazy. of dollars later, it's like, you know... Yeah, but um, no, Nick Nick said, you know, he told me, he was like, you know, you're spending all this money. I think it was after the second shipment from Paul. He's like, dude, you're spending mm-hmm. all this money, but people don't know who you are, you know? I mean, right. they don't know who who you are or what you represent. You need to get your name out there. I think at the time... Um, Behoff always makes fun of me for this, but my my screen name was Burke Filla. and he you yep. know he was always like yeah, like who the who the hell is Burke Filla? You know what the hell yeah. is that? Yeah, like, change Before, it immediately it to your name. <laughs> 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 um, Do something. But, uh, anyway, you know I don't know that, that you know I think maybe. I think maybe you're right. The fact that, you know, I was really passionate and listened to those guys, and I still do. You know, I still look to them as the experts, so to speak. And if I have a problem, I go to them. Um, You know, but I've also spent a lot of money. I think, you know, nothing, I've had my first taste of this this year is that you have somebody contact you. And they're like, asked you a question about a snake that they asked you about buying from you, but they decided to go buy it from somebody else, but they call and ask you the question.
3: It, you know? Yeah. It, yeah.
1: I, I bought <laughs> this from somebody
3: else, but it won't eat. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, I always want to be like, you should go ask them,
1: but I can't. I feel bad. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Whew. I don't know. So, how do you think, how do we, Terrell, in, in your, in your thoughts, what do you, how do you get those new people and old people to sort of, you know, h- how do you direct them in that, that, that direction? Because like we said, that the, if you're a, a relatively good breeder, probably more than likely you don't have time to be posting on Facebook, you know?
5: Right. Well, I think a lot of it goes into, you just hit a good point that people are afraid to talk to older people, they're intimidated by them, they idolize them and are afraid of, you know, fucking it up when they talk to them or something like that. They're just people though. If
3: you got to have a you got yeah. to chill. Yeah.
5: Instead of asking in a Facebook post, you know, about this person or their animal, why not just ask them? Because yeah. A lot of people post this or that, and then, like, the post under, it'll be that person, the person they're talking about, they'll be tagged in it, like, to bring the message. Like, if you would have just started with asking
3: them in the first place, then we wouldn't be it, seeing this right now.
5: If you're right. concerned
3: about acting, if you're concerned about looking like a dumbass or sounding like a dumbass, it is perfectly fine to email the breeder that you have a question for. Because, you know, I... We'll totally, I'm totally cool with answering emails, totally cool with answering emails. And so is everybody else I know who is in Morelia and is, who is breeding. And we'll fire emails back. And I promise we're not going to make fun of you. It's cool. But the people who will make fun of you are the people who aren't the breeder when you throw it up on Facebook. So that's where you're going to have the issue. So if you you have a question and you're a little self-conscious about it, reach out privately. I mean, there were... And of course, every once in a while, you have those moments where you feel done shy, No matter how many times you've been doing, you've been raising babies. Um, I think I picked Buddy Bishemi's brain so much over that he forgot like a year of me- of medical school, um, like of nursing school, because I've just dug in there so much with the freaking <laughs> how do I like, how do keep green tree pythons alive stuff and. If you think I wasn't sitting there with, like, my phone about ready to call Nick the first time I fed my rough-scale pythons, you're batshit crazy. So it, it's just that's the way it goes. You're allowed to get nervous. Jason Balin admitted to me that he was nervous when he got his albinos for the first time and how he was getting re- – like, he called Nick and goes, it's not eating, it's not eating, and Nick's like, Jason – Calm down. It, uh, it, it happens. We're all freaking human. And sometimes these fuckers go crazy. Um it's it's and and they kinda just knock us sideways. You gotta take a couple times. you gotta take a few deep deep breath. You know, and work your way through it. Yeah.
5: But Dave Roddy's like real tired of playing for me, but I mean he, <laughs> I like talking to him. And he's very informative. So, you know, when I have a question or something, then I'll ask him. Or I talked to Mike Curden numerous times. I ended up buying something from him, but that was like after a few conversations with him.
1: Yeah, I think uh, you bring up uh, Derek Roddy. He's, he for me is probably somebody like, I'll give, I'll relate an experience with him. Like, for years we talked, um, and I bought multiple things from Derek. And um, what a great guy! I, I just think mm. he's just such a such a cool guy, such a positive, no bullshit kind of guy. And that's kind of like I'm drawn to that. I, I I wouldn't say that I I necessarily always agree with with things he says, but I just I, I just love his the history that he has of things and his his ideas uh-huh. and. You know, I, I just I think he's just an awesome guy, but I'm a huge fan of the band Dream Theater, and he tries out for them. So I go and I, I they had this DVD where they were picking a new drummer, and I go in and I'm watching it, and he's on their goddamn DVD, and I'm like, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like really? And I'm talking to him like we're text messaging back and forth. I'm like, This is just nuts, you know? Oh, dude. Um, it,
3: this past Tinley, um, we're at the bar freaking Saturday, and I'm sitting between Carrie King and Jason Balin, and we're talking about Diamond Pythons and the Carbon Pythons and stuff. And we keep getting interrupted so that Carrie can be fawned over by a fan or two. And it's like, yeah. and it, you have that moment of, how the hell am I sitting here? Like, you know, <laughs> this is 2004 Owen, who wouldn't leave Jason Balin's table alone, should not be sitting here. So it's just yeah. the way it goes. It's You know, if you're chill, if you're cool, everybody's going to be cool with you, and that's how it rolls. So you got to love it. So Yes. Yeah. I think that's
5: hmm. exactly it. If you don't come in guns blazing and just are relaxed, I think people will be more, re- you know, receptive of what, what it is that you're saying or doing, and it'll carry you a lot better than the, a lot that... Of what's going on right
1: now yeah yeah I think a, an important part in communication I say this all the time at work but a, an important probably the most important part of communication is listening and sometimes people have that is like the hardest thing for people to do uh, mm-hmm. so if you're going to communicate with somebody I've always found that like if I'm going to ask somebody a question I'm going to actually listen to what they're actually saying, right? And not thinking of the next question before they even have a chance to answer the first question. What I just told them, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Um, so, what 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 would you say to the new person? I think I think maybe you've already kind of hit on this, but what what would be the best ways? for new people uh, to become knowledgeable and accepted and engaged in the community? What advice would you give? I, the best advice I would give is what I did, and it's do
5: your research prior to. Like, even if you just bought a carpet python on a whim and you're excited about it and happy about it, that doesn't mean, you know, now you've got it, you don't know everything. Like, I'm still reading stuff every day. When um, when I got my second or third one, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he's like, well, do you have a Carpet Python book? And I was like, no, what is this? And so he sends me a link, and I bought it. And then I read it twice <laughs> in a week. And so, right.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: I was like, I stumbled across your podcast because I was looking for more information, and then I came across your uh, the complex list and the morph list Uh and then i thought there was actually a podcast and then that's how i started listening to it
1: oh cool yeah Yeah. i wonder sometimes like how to get that more out that you know because i think at this point our a big part of our show is geared towards newer people you know and i've always Mm -hmm. tried to figure out a way to get to to capture them um to sort of steer them in the right direction
3: it's one of those things where, like Terrell is like, everybody we've, we everything we've built here with Morelia Python Radio with the website and all that stuff was all for new people like Terrell, who just found us. I mean, when 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 you and I got started in this, Eric, there was MoreliaPythons.com. there was a handful of reptiles and vivarium articles written by breeders. But then there were also articles in *Vivarium* and *Reptiles* that were written by dumbasses. So you got to know which you got to know which ones to yeah. read and which ones not to read. And then after that, there was nothing—just conversations on MP.com and what you could learn from picking the brains of the breeders at the shows. And that was it. You didn't have yeah. the podcast. You didn't have everybody on Facebook. You didn't have, um, a book,
0: you know, a, bo- <laughs> yeah, a book, a, book. Yeah. Yeah.
3: a freaking book. Um, also you didn't have this many morphs. I mean, people went apeshit for tri stripes and Jags were, um, still close to about two grand when I first started with Carp of Ivans, when I got my first one and that's where you were. So I think Balin was breeding tigers. And that yeah. was it. You had tigers, you had jags that were really expensive, and then that was it. Um, and it just to, to see all these animals to have come in, and all these different types and morphs and localities and everything, it's been a dream. It's awesome. Shit, man.
1: I remember when the first albino... Um, yeah. What was the guy's name? Chris Proctor, I think it was, from So That was Chris. Reptiles. Yeah. You know, and it was so- like, he yeah. hatched it out and it was like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you
3: know. He had the first uh, albinos born in the States. And he wrote that article and put it on and put it in freaking Reptiles magazine. And mm-hmm. it's hilarious because uh, a bunch of stuff happened and he ended up folding. But mm-hmm. Chris Proctor had purchased a pair of caramel carpets from Paul. Um, mm-hmm. And those caramels were sold to me. And that's mm-hmm. where all my caramels come from. So it's like, it's hilarious to have that like breakdown of it, but it's like, and I can remember like this guy being right in there and I can remember all this stuff happening. It's so cool. I remember zebras first popping up and just going deep shit. I was talking this with uh, Mike Curtin, the last, um, white plane show where he's like, everybody was getting into Darwin and albinos. And I'm like, eh, nah, not really. And then Mike said that the first zebra came across – he came across the first zebra and he lost his mind. And I'm like, of course, you're a jungle guy. (laughs) Yeah. You're a jungle now that's got lightning bolts
1: all over it. Of course you went crazy. So, yeah. Hmm. So, okay. So what about – I guess my question would be just curious, you know, with you coming from uh, a bunch of different, you know – species that you're working with do you see people do you see people wanting to get into carpet pythons uh do you see them excited about it or
5: i see lately actually you know given that question it's been like the last month and a half that i've had more people like when i post something on instagram that are more engaged in carpet python because when we when i post the blood or something like that, that's something that people are really excited about right now. And so it kind of leads yes. the carpet to the side. But now I see more and more people being like, what is that? You know, do you have any for sale? Blah, blah, blah. And they want to know more about them. So I try to mm-hmm. point them to this. Like, a lot of my website, the way I built it, was based around when I was trying to find information, it was scattered all over the place. And I right. started to piece things together. So I kind of, built the website around getting people to does that have it so like I have your podcast link to it uh, the forums which I've spent hours on just reading different things and when something comes up and I have a question I usually go there first before I ask anybody. Right.
1: But, yeah um, I mean that's an invaluable tool
5: you know. <laughs> and it's like you can go back what was it Oh, uh, Derek, uh, the NG line of Derek. So I was like, uh-huh. well, what the hell is that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you could find bits and pieces if you ask people, but there's a lot of people not clear on it because there's at the Novogini's and then his line. So I, mm-hmm. I spent hours just going through pieces, like going through uh, posts on that. I and mean, it's really invaluable, all the information that's on there. And I think more people should use it rather than go on Facebook and ask a question because you get a better response, I've, I feel, from a forum setting than, you know, okay, I'll put it this way. Say somebody posts a picture on Morella's pick of the week, then they post the exact same picture on another group, mm. and then you have two sets of people. because responding on two different things so if there's a piece of information that one person has it's not it's gonna be all over the place yeah because there's multiple posts of the exact same thing
1: yeah yeah that's a good point I didn't even ever think of that you know my my approach I think one of the things that I've tried to do with that because I have to admit I kind of get a little annoyed when i open up facebook and i see the same picture in my feed like 10 times Eight
3: times multiple you. Multiple thank you thank you although yeah today today it was a pair of duns pythons so i was enjoying seeing that same exact picture like twelve <laughs> but, times.
1: yeah but but i guess in defense of that here's the thing like in defense of that you sort of are i i've Everybody often struggled with out, this so. you're, you're trying to capture a huge audience. So from, um, a business point of view, you want to spread that out as much as you can, but you know, you want to, you want to stretch that net to try to catch, catch as many people as you can. you know? Yeah. But when you're looking at it from the aspect of, I'm just going to say for myself, it's, it's kind of like, am I coming across as annoying? I don't want to be that. uh, I don't want to be annoying to somebody. Like, really? He's posting this again? <laughs> really? I <see> 12 things of <laughs> the same damn
3: tiger?
2: You know what I mean? Like, so come like, on, dude.
1: I, mean, I get I've, it. I've you done got an albino zebra, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so
3: I, I mean, I can understand that. But, you know, it's like, again, nobody's centralized. It's all spread out. So it's like, all right, I want to throw pictures of my savus. I throw them on the pick of the week because I know there are people there who like them. But then I got to throw them in the awesome ass asses thing. Okay. Oh, I should throw them on Rogue's Facebook page. Okay, there. And then it's like one, two, three, four places have already been filled up. And you know, now you've seen my savus four times. And you might be like, if Owen posts his damn savus one more time, I'll punch him in the face. So it's that's what it is. You got to kind of get to everybody, and that's where it kind of would get annoying if you follow me in all those places. Yeah, I think
5: that's what it is. It's the following people in multiple groups because. You want you want to share the same stuff, but yeah, post here and then you got to post there and then you got to post here because there's people in one group that aren't in another, but they like that particular snake or whatever. But you'll have to try to try to
3: break it up if I can, but
5: yeah, I started limiting them
3: to I'll do two, like I'll do Morelia pick of the week, and then I'll pick like if it's a
5: jungle, then I'll do jungle carpet US or the next week i'll do carpet python world or something like that but i try not to do as many in one shot as i used to just because mm. i'll go through my feed and it's like i'm looking at my snakes numerous times you're like damn it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. and then the other part of it is is like i don't know if people are answering you back like I've found that sometimes like some of that stuff gets lost because I may post yeah. it on a group page that I don't necessarily go to every day. And
3: yeah, uh, my you know, thing is c- that when you go onto Facebook and you've been tagged as a snake and other people's things, and all of a sudden you're going through pictures of yourself and it's like for 48 pictures. Oh no, I'm just various snakes. Okay, whatever. So different thing.
1: I don't know if I want to tell my, but s- he you does th- this, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to. Uh, well, this is my approach. This is what I do. Good. Oh. I will post the picture first to the first day I post the picture, I post it to my Facebook page. So I feel that if you are interested in what I got going on and you want to follow me and you want to see, you know, like, if somebody looks at it as, uh, you know, they think that I have nice carpet pythons, then or even blood, whatever, um, then then you want to go and like my page because that's where you're going to see it first, you know. Um, mm-hmm. but then, obviously, because our group is Moralia Pick of the Week, um, I'm going to share it there, but I'm going to share it the next day. So there may be people that um, you know are that don't like my Facebook page that may be on pick of the week. And then they're like, Oh yeah, you know, cool. You know? And, and then people that, you know, I I noticed that, that I have people that are on both and they'll like it again or whatever. You know, maybe because it's spread out by a day. Um, They'll be cool. They'll be cool. Then that night, what I'll do is because in Australia right now it's daytime, so those guys are up and about. I usually post mm-hmm. it to Carpet Python World so that they're seeing it. Like when I posted to my page and I posted to Pick of the Week, it was really nighttime for them. So now it's flipped. You know, now they're looking at it uh, on the uh, <clears throat> on the daytime. So really I've kind of limited it to um, like those three groups. Then maybe like for instance, if I would post to, uh, you know, a short tail on my page, I might go over to, I think the first page that I would post that to would be Morelia, et cetera, because it kind of gets those people that may be into Morelia, but are sort of like into another group. And they may, Oh, check this out. He's got these cool blood pythons. I wonder what else he's got going (laughs) on. You know, what else is that Eric kid up to? Right. I mean, that's kind of been my approach. The problem with that is, is that the thing that I should update the most gets left behind is my website. Uh You know, that's really where, you know, I would want them to go. Um, I don't know. It's just difficult, you know. Facebook's so easy. Um, I do, I do really try to. I, I was putting it on MP, and then I kind of gave up.
3: Um, yeah. Uh,
1: but I, I feel that. I guess I don't know. I, it's just sad when you're talking to people, you know, and they say, Oh well, that that ship has sailed." You know.
3: Yeah. There's only a like battle. Yeah. I
1: can't fight anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I know we kind of talked about it, but I don't know how to get them there. If people won't post there, you're not going to get in there, you know?
3: Yeah.
5: Now, what do you think? Do you think it's the ease of Facebook and because there's groups dedicated to this and you can get things much faster? That's why people don't do it. Because Mm -hmm. I see it as, you know, I'm being lazy and I can just upload this picture to Facebook, throw some words up and then hope for the best but somebody responds to it. But when I actually want to have a conversation with somebody, I don't normally do it on Facebook because then you have people weighing in that really have no idea what they're talking about.
1: Yeah, I find that that's one of the right. things that I that I miss. That I think you're absolutely right. That's the one thing that I miss most about um, you know the forum is the fact of the conversation that would go on. It seems to me that Facebook has just come about snake pictures. That's what it's All about. Right. You know, there's no it, deep conversations going on there's no like you see it you see it every once in a while and then you got somebody that'll come in and shit on the parade and everything goes to shit you know and it's like really what the hell did this turn into um you know i, I don't know i man i, I wish I, I really wish that I think that it's just I think you're right. It's just the the ease of, of Facebook. If they could figure out a way to make that I mean they do with that, that app tap a talk or whatever it is. Yeah, but, but you're
3: already on Facebook, you know, updating your status, doing your own shit and you just gotta click and all of a sudden you're over on the Morelia page. I mean it's just the way it goes. It is you know it, it, it it's it's the popularity of Facebook now and that's where you're going. So it sucks yes, but
5: now if facebook was threaded more like a forum that would be an easier transition but i don't see them doing that anytime soon nah, there's no the point that it would be like more of like a threaded conversation but
1: it, it's not yeah i don't know how they would do that <clears throat> but i'm sure i don't know i'm sure it's a I, I, I don't know. And and I think maybe it has to do with just the fact that the reptile community is just you know, that's all they care about. It's just here's a cool picture of a snake and that's really what it's come down to. I mean, you it's know, it's cool like thing. you think of the morph thing it's the paint job. But it's not really, really what makes the snake tick, so to speak. <laughs> like, I got I got tagged <laughs> with the Sun Python pictures like five
3: times today. And it's like I'm like, other people are like, you know, I, I mean, I understand people thought they were cool, but it's like, it, it, it's this, I almost see way more excitement over the latest morph of something or other, but it, it is what it is. You kind of can't fight it. And I, I do see very much a look at me portion of the reptile community. Like you post up your, you know, you post up your, uh, Carmel Jags. The next thing you know, three, uh, three things down is somebody else saying, "That's cool. Look at mine." It's like, "Okay, yeah. well, you know, all right." It's like we can do that, but uh, <laughs> I don't know why you didn't just start your own. I you gotta jump in on this? But <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So, it's like it's it's more yeah, yours
5: is cool, but mine is better, I guess. I yeah, mean, I know,
3: and that's and that's. And that's the, always that's always the tone, even if that tone isn't what they were going with. That's always the tone I read that thing of like, oh, cool, look at mine. It's like uh, it's always the tone I read it with is the um that looks good, mine looks better. It's like, right, well, thank you, yeah. I applaud you for your pretty looking caramel jag. So
5: it's more it's it's usually worded like, oh yeah, yours is pretty nice. Let's yeah, check out yeah.
3: mine. Like, I hate that. I wouldn't be able. I wasn't to
1: to asking you. Yeah, I would not
3: be able to do that.
1: Yeah, and then and then you wonder if sometimes you don't put like if I, uh, for instance, I'll talk about like if if somebody posts up a melanistic IJ, you know, it's like it's one of those things that are rare. To find. And you're wondering, is this from the same clutch? Is this, you know, so it's like, do I post up a picture or do I not post up a picture? I usually wait until somebody will say, Eric, don't you have poison? Like, they'll, they'll tag me in it and say, you know, uh, don't you have a melanistic eye looking IJ that kind of <laughs> looks similar, that kind of thing. So it's kind of like, oh, yeah. Uh, is are those conversations being missed out on because people aren't doing that at the same at the right. same time i guess i guess ultimately at the end of the day if there was a need like if people wanted the 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 forum thing um then somehow some way they would invent something you know some kind of app that would make it so do um i just that that sense of Community is kind of—it's—I don't want to say it's lost. It's just different.
3: You know? Lacking right now.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just different. It's just a different vibe, and i, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. You know. Don't. Well, go ahead.
3: I mean, don't worry. My Moralia Secret Police will bring us all back together. It'll be fine.
1: <laughs> <Thank> <laughs>
3: <you>. <laughs> It'll be okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Moralia secret police.
3: Nice. Yeah, it's a secret.
5: Yeah. Now, do you think if, like, uh, Jason Balin or you guys or anybody else that people could relate a name with, if you're like, oh, yeah, I'm using the forum now and started doing that, do you think it would
1: actually attract more people?
3: We did that. I mean, we tried.
1: You'd have to have everybody on that same page. I think if you did that, yeah, you would. You know, it's just like it's just like your Facebook page, right? You know, when I first started my E.B. Morelia Facebook page, I had like maybe a hundred likes. And when you do that, you're kind of like looking like, how will I ever be able to page? It's just like it seems like this this thing that you that you'll never do. So what you end up, what I ended mm-hmm. up doing is I would I would never post to my page, I would post straight to the pick of the week because probably if I'm being honest, it's like, oh yeah, I'm really excited about this snake and I want to show people and I want to see their reaction to what I'm putting up, you know, so, you know, I'd get a quicker return on that if I put it on pick of the week rather than if I put it on my Facebook page. But what happened is, is that I never grew that because I didn't make that person have to go there you know i just put it mm-hmm. here <laughs> so what i started doing is just like i said i post it to my facebook page before i post it anywhere else i post it to my facebook page my twitter and my instagram and that's that's where it stops if it's something that i'm super excited about maybe i'll i'll break my rule and i'll post it up to the pick of the week later that night or whatever um, but for yeah. the most part, I've been trying to stick to that rule where I stick to those three. And what I've seen is, is that now I'm almost at 2,000 likes. And it's not one of those, um,
2: you, you know, every day I wake up board. and,
1: I, yeah, I, <laughs> it's not like, you know, fake, like you paid for the likes or whatever. Um, uh-huh. It's actually legitimate people that are into, for whatever reason, or are digging my snakes. Some people dig the pictures. Some people dig, uh, you know whatever they just for whatever reason they're drawn to it and you know i think that's if that was the case then people would have to go there if they wanted to know it um Mm -hmm. but to get everybody to agree to that is is man i've been trying to do that for (laughs) for like three years and it just you know you got young people uh they just they're just like dude that's dead. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, that's like a uh, tape deck. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, dude, we're so I'm past that. Sure,
3: <laughs> I'm pretty sure half the people who are active on the pick of the week and on Facebook don't even have uh, MP.com screen names or handles. And I'm pretty sure they haven't even done that. So, And
5: that, that's just sad.
3: Yeah. yeah. But hey, technology advances and, It's it's the same way. uh, I talk to my buddy Andrew with his monitor guys. Their big monitor forums are pretty much empty now, Um, and they have to keep starting uh, Facebook pages to try to get everybody all in one spot to separate the people who are keeping, you know, Salvadori in giant naturalistic cages, as opposed to crackheads who keep them in like you know twenty gallon tanks. And you don't want to be right. keeping a croc monitor and then a 20-gallon tank. But that's beside the point. So it, it's just one of those things where, obviously, this is where we're at now, unfortunately. Which is a shame because there was a lot of information on uh, MP. And a lot of the stuff that was the history of where we're at with Morelia. I mean, there was a whole thread that was a sticky of uh, the breeders figuring out what the hell was wrong with Jags. And it was really interesting to read that, especially from where we're at now and what we view with Jags and things like that. We had guys throwing entire clutches in freezers because yeah. they came out wobbly and things like that. So, um, and of course, we had uh, the majority of the people believe breeding Jag the Jag was eventually going to yield
1: the living moose
3: So
1: some people still believe that.
3: <laughs> some people <laughs> still believe
1: that. So no.
3: I'm gonna do I, it. Want to I don't know if it's going to be going to be imbricata jags. If you take an imbricata and breed it to a jag, and then you take the two imbricata jags and breed them together, that's when you get the living with cystic. You know the You're funny right. thing is
1: is that all, out of, out of all <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. out of all the uh, out of all the Facebook groups that I belong to, yeah. the one with the that has absolutely – I'm probably going to jinx it now. But the one that has absolutely no drama on it and it's just just guys geeking out about their snakes is the Morelia Impicata page. That's the one group where it's just like – And you know what? There's no morphs on that. (laughs) So it's just these guys, like, selectively breeding their their snakes and, like, you know, like, hey, check out this and check out that. And, you know, they're just really excited about keeping Imbricata. And, you know, I don't know, man. They do – I don't know how they keep that – is it just a numbers game? Um, Is it the fact that, you know – The rare
3: snake, I mean – how many Boland Jags do we see out there? What? <laughs> I mean, it, it, jags. It's, a, it's the rarity of it. It's like, I imagine as different animals become more readily available, we'll start getting them into the whole drama and the craziness because they'll be involved. Like, eventually, I know several people who already have on the docket that they want to cross a rough scale with a green tree. That's coming in the next couple of years. No idea what the hell it's going to look like, but – and that's going to start getting these things sucked into more drama, more issues. Imbricata isn't that readily available. As Imbricata becomes more readily available, of course it's going to meet drama. That's how it works. So uh,
5: – yeah, I guess.
3: I, I don't know. I'll, I'm going to breed the first Imbricata Jack, and then you're going to, like, show up at my house and punch me in the face. So, you know <laughs> –
1: <laughs> No, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't know. Like You know how I feel about that. I, don't, it's just a I know, in the box, I know. But, but <laughs> you know, I don't know. It just seems funny that the – who was I talking to the other day and they were saying that um, you know what's going to be worth money is uh, just a normal ball python? Uh, uh, I forget who you were talking to too, but I think I was a mem- part of this conversation. Yeah, it was like, uh, oh, I can't remember who, who it no was. What the hell? It was just uh, going yeah. back and forth, and it was like, ah, you know what's going to be worth money one day? It's just normal, normal ball, ball pythons. Because everything's going to yeah. have mixed uh,
3: two of this uh, and mixed that, and you're going to want different bloods. Makes sense yeah. to an extent, but not. they're going to be pretty worthless until they stop importing them from Africa. So, you know, yeah. that kind of shot that down. But it's, you know, some merit to that a little bit.
5: Yeah,
1: everything's gonna have a het this or that or whatever, but I don't know. Right. Um. Hmm. So yeah, so we hit a. I don't know. We hit a. We hit a lot of uh, a lot of topics there. Um, you know, uh, mostly about uh, the perspective of the of of coming into this and know your approach to learning about carpet pythons and whatnot um mm-hmm. is there anything else that you would that you would you know care to share on the topic or do you think that we covered it pretty pretty good
5: no i think i mean to put it simply just read up on what it is that you want to be a part of in the first place and don't tread water thinking you're going to be the next great thing when there's been many greats before you like these people haven't forgotten the things that they did before or because you have something new and shiny you're automatically going to be the cool kid on the block I mean
1: it's just not yeah. how it works
5: no.
4: yeah
1: yeah no, because you maybe. might have that but people might are not going to necessarily buy that from you you know
0: <laughs> yeah
5: I mean well you yeah. have to
3: be cool everybody could like it but that doesn't mean they're going to buy anything from you yeah. Also, there's the thing of like, look at this cool jungle that I produced from buying Jason Balen animals. It's like, okay, you know. That's another thing that bothers me. <laughs> then you're me like, then you're like, why does Jason keep selling everything? It's like, well, dude, <laughs> it's a set what
4: thing. What bothers you? you know.
1: Yeah. So, what were you saying, Terrell? The
5: name yeah. dropping thing is
1: what bothers me the most. It, it, it,
3: if I if it's like if some people, I will sit there and I'll literally start counting every time they drop a name, and if I get it to like twenty, I stop listening to you. I mean, it's just like I'm done. If the way you introduce your snake to me is you go, you remember my, you know, Eric Burke, wine, blah 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 blah. It's like okay, every time the word, like I know it's your zebra. I know you're talking about your zebra, but mm-hmm. if you. Say it every time. It's my Eric Burke zebra. Yes, I know it's your zebra. I know what zebra you are talking about. Eric Burke is not its name.
1: So it's <laughs> like, so you don't feel that they, that that should ever like say you have a line of specific yeah. animal. I'll use dying. No, I'm not, not I'm not
3: saying it's not I'm important. I'm not saying it's not important or not to use it, but don't overuse it.
5: Yeah, when you're saying it 30 times in one conversation, I get I get
3: what you're talking about. You don't have to. Oh, talk you're talking about, about the remaining. same thing. I got you. Same.
1: Yeah, it's a good-looking jungle. I got it. It's you know. It's just something like that. You know. You know a thing, something that bothers. Well, I shouldn't say it bothers me, but it. I I just wish people were more insightful. Is that when you have somebody that just breeds the same thing as what somebody else is breed? Like for instance, if you you know you just brought up, um, you know Jason Bill and. Uh, Let's take tigers, right? So the idea, I think, is to kind of take what he did and kind of, you know, take it to another level that maybe Jason wouldn't necessarily do, you know?
3: Or Um, have different animals that aren't in Jason's collection and add your own little twist. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe you know, obviously if you buy a pair of animals from him and breed it, you're just extending on his work because he produced both those animals. But if you buy one from him and then you go and maybe buy a tiger from Carrie or buy a tiger from, you know, me after I've mixed it with my Ted Thompson stuff or Eric or, you know, some other various places, even by somebody who just took a tiger and bred it to a stripe and got really cool striped tigers. I mean, right. that's when you're going to start having animals that are a little bit more flair, a little bit more pop, and they look different than Jason stuff. You have Jason line tigers, but they're not just repetitive of what is being produced over there. You know, do take take it to the next step, make it your own. Don't just repeat. Uh,
1: what 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 I've done is like if if you look at um, in my collection, is that mm-hmm. I feel that there's certain things that that, that should remain uh, – you should have the ability to keep that line going, right? right. So if – you know, Derek brought this up with his New Guineas. You know, it's like one of those things he hasn't really crossed it out to anything simply because he doesn't want the line to disappear. Because once it's gone, mm-hmm. it's gone, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lines of jungles that, that are, for all intents and purposes, they're gone. You know, they just—they yeah. just been been absorbed into what the jungle carpet pythons are. You know, it's are. Just like no. okay, yeah. well now it's just this is what we got. You know, it's not like you can get Larry Black jungles or you know, really isn't that what VPI jungles are? I mean, we've when yeah, we had Nick on and he was he was yeah. talking about it. It's just like VPI went and basically they gathered up all their jungles and bred them you know, all these different jungles and bred them and sort of, it's not, it's not like a bloodline. Um, It's just like a whole bunch of different lines where they've sort of now made their own, you know, this is, this Mm -hmm. is our direction for jungles, so to speak. Um, But if, you know, when's the last time that you've seen some, I think I can think of Eric Kohler is probably the only one that I've seen talk about Vanden Vetter jungles. You know, (laughs) me and him are probably the, and probably Nick are probably the only ones that have animals from that lineage that I know that, that are out there in the, in the, you know, carpet Python world. There might be people that don't even go on Facebook that have, have that, or maybe they have it and they don't even know it, but, you know, know,
5: uh, even Teller has some.
1: Oh, he has some too. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Even the the like, uh the Sylvester that's coastals, that's yeah. a perfect example. You know I, that line is gone. <laughs> that I had the last male. Nick had the last female. Um, yep. Both of which have gone.
4: Mm-hmm. You know.
1: So that line is 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 gone. There's animals like, I think Zach's probably the only one that's working with, uh, well, Nick too, he has crosses, but, um, you know, that's it. <laughs> and and if if people would have cared or, or, you know, would have gotten a pair of this or a pair of that and kept that line going, maybe they would still be here today, but, you know, I don't know. So I kind of have mixed feelings on that, but at the same time, I think you should have sort of your own direction you want to stand out. You don't want to be next to the guy that you buy stuff for. Like I wouldn't want to be next to Paul at a show. Right. It's like, well, why, why, you know? <laughs> well, why am I going to
3: buy from you? You got everything he has and he's been around yeah. a long. Time. It, it, it was, these were some of the issues I had when I first started, when I showed up at a show with like nothing but little gray baby carpet pythons. And it's like, Buy my tigers over Jason Baylands, and it was like, that, uh, dear Lord, no, or uh, buy my Jags over Jason Baylands. It's like it took so long, and where I did well was you you outcrossed. You took animals that you got from different people, and you bred them across the boards, and you mixed this with that, and you, you really went for this and that, and it was awesome. So, right, it was great, love it. So, okay,
5: so, along the lines of. Having snakes from certain breeders, like a reputable breeder, what about mm. snakes that you know nothing about, or you breed it with? You know, you got this from so-and-so, and you bred it to an unknown, let's say a coastal, and you bred it to an unknown coastal. You made your own thing. Now, do you think that takes away from people buying it from you? Because you have this one, because in this community, a lot of it is due to, you know, the lineage of that animal. And you happen to know nothing about one of the parents do you think that takes away from people buying it from you or does i think people uh, establish your own mind
1: i think that I think there's certain, certain people, people won't. that won't and then there's other people that won't not because i think that if you took that person that didn't out of the equation like i think they listen to that person I don't, I, I, am i saying this right so let's say um I don't know. There's been conversations where me and Nick have said things and he's like, oh man, that's bullshit. You know, and I'll mm-hmm. be like, I don't care. I like it. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, I know it's a cool looking snake, but there's nothing that I could do because we're we're from two different schools, you know. He's from this yeah. school of keeping and, and and I'm with that too, but then there's other ones that I just think are cool. You know, I just yeah. think are cool-looking snakes. Um, I think as long as you honestly represent them, I, I don't know. I if you I say that, look.
3: I mean, yeah. And then it's and then it's everybody can judge for themselves. I mean, if you were breeding a carp python, that's if you have an unknown coastal, but it's like nine feet. I mean, it's pretty sure it's certain coastal or. It could be anything really, but it's like, as long as you were honest about, hey, uh, it's a carbon python, the mother is unfricking known. if you think it's cool if you want to go with it, go, but the worry that I would be is if someone goes, yeah, that's coastal," and then runs off and tells you that you sold them a pure coastal, but you just you can't control that, but yeah, I don't see any problem with it, and like I said, certain people who are purists. Like to the tenth degree are not going to go for you. Other
1: people will. So. I think it's the. I think it's on how you market that animal. That's one thing yeah. that I have noticed. Um, it's like you're trying to sell an animal and you market it a certain way, almost to the point to where you're misrepresenting what you're selling. I have a problem.
2: Mm-hmm. problem. Yeah, I you know.
4: do
1: too. I think that that's just. I I don't know. I guess I see through that. I, you know, it's if, if you had an animal like that that was unknown that you thought was a coastal, but you weren't a hundred percent sure, and then you go and you say, uh, "I have a hundred percent pure coastal," blah blah blah. Well, you know new line of coastals or new morph of coast and you're not a hundred percent sure. Well, mm. you can't really you say, that. Know the right to say that.
3: I mean, I mean uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think that the, the typical Facebook response to the person that wants to sell that snake is well, you can't prove that your snakes are pure. <laughs> you know, and did
0: thank you pick you, it thank up thank out of the, the wild? Yeah. <laughs>
1: And it's like, um, no, no I didn't. But this lineage has remained to what we would call coastals in the, uh, you know, um, reptile hobby. Um, this is what we call coastal carpet pythons. Are they what oh you would God. find in the? You know what I mean? Like.
5: And I only brought that up because I had seen a post a couple of days ago where there was somebody that got. They were new to carpet pythons and they were asking breeders, I've got these two coastals, don't know really what they are, going to breed them together. What do you guys think? It's like, well, well the general consensus was, well, you we think that's dumb, but. <laughs> they will be, like be morality. Um, but somebody that's new, I mean, they, they don't understand that there's a big deal with lineage and stuff like that. Mm. And it's like, you don't want to come across calling them stupid or telling them that. But I mean, at the same time, they literally just bought these snakes. and was like, I'm going to become the next big breeder and throw these snakes together. And here we mm-hmm. go.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, I think the problem with that is in that statement in itself. I want to become the next big breeder. Like to me, mm-hmm when you have that mindset, you sort of lose the whole mentality of why you're keeping snakes in a box to begin with. I mean, yeah, you know, you're you're trying, at least for me, I'm trying to carve out like a little piece of nature and, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm okay with admitting that it's somewhat selfish. Um, You know, you can go back and forth and argue whether, you know, the snake has a better life, or you know, nature can be a bitch. <laughs> you know, I, I you can go uh, back and forth, yeah. and you can argue that all day. But yeah, I, I'm okay with saying that. You know, I enjoy this. Um, I think that I think I think keeping snakes in a box is probably, in a way, I think the outcome the end result is probably better for everyone. Because I think when you start to, I I can just say for myself, like I never would have looked at Australia the way I look at Australia um, if it wasn't for my passion for carpet pythons. Like, yeah, because I just have like, to me that's like, I don't know. I want to learn everything there is about (laughs) Australia, anything that I can that soak be. in. Yeah, you know, it's just like to me, uh, you know, you start learning about other animals simply because maybe they'll give you some kind of cue into um, into their environment, or you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It's just anything you can learn. Um, so I think that ultimately, doing that. It gets people more aware about you know the environment and stuff like that. Um, it's kind of the idea, I guess. I don't know.
4: Make
1: <laughs> We're just monkeys keeping uh, snakes in keep boxes. Monkeys, I the I don't know and boxes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, oh, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Um,
3: I'll admit that I've probably looked at Australia never the same since uh, Irwin. I mean watching him in high school, college, things like that and that's when I started getting into the pythons and you know, I watched that video of him messing with carpet pythons a few times and all that fun stuff. I mean that's what brought it to it and of course you always Australia was someplace that I always like, oh man I really want to go there. You know, everybody says they want to go certain places around the world, whether they mean it or not. Um, since I started keeping snakes, Australia has been one of those, I will go there before I die probably numerous times or, you know, my life will not be fulfilled kind of stuff. Like it'll have, it has to happen. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely agree to that. Uh, when it comes down to it, I'm doing this for me and I'll do whatever I want with my collection. And I'll yeah. bring whatever I want in my collection. And it's all for my fun and my enjoyment and my release. Um, and at this point, it is definitely a very big part of who I am. And uh, I'm not compromising that for nobody. So, yeah. What was the thing you keep saying that do you boo-boo? So. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: right. That's right. You do you boo.
3: <laughs> you do you boo. Yeah, That's right there.
1: How about you, Terrell? What do you think?
5: I would say it's pretty much the same thing. Like, I I got into snakes not to become a breeder, or and I have certain snakes because I like them. I mean, it's something that brings me enjoyment watching them and then learning about them. And, like, Australia is the same thing. As a kid, I wanted to go there because I, I actually wanted to hang out with kangaroos all day. That was my thing. But mm. as I got to snakes, I want to see what I'm so passionate about in its natural environment, you know, without my interference. Mm
3: -hmm. Kangaroos are (laughs) awesome. I'll admit that.
5: And it's it's one thing to see them in a plastic tub versus, you know, out in the open and stuff like that. It became more of, I will go see this. I will make it happen eventually. I don't know when, but I'm going to do it. And it's I guess that's what drives me to continue to do it because this isn't a money game for me. I don't, I'm not really planning to sell a bunch of snakes. Like I have clutches right now. I'm not even sure if I'll sell any of them depending on what they look like when they come out, how I feel about it. So it's, I guess it comes down to, I'm just going to do what I feel like doing and then mm-hmm. the rest will work itself out when it does
1: definitely yeah I mean, yeah i think i don't know it's <laughs> i said this uh, uh i forget who i was talking to a couple of weeks ago but if i was doing this for the money man <laughs> i'm screwed because i just keep yeah. spending money not I know, keep money i keep like, spending money
5: on more snakes yeah yeah it's like no the amount that I put into it, I never probably will ever see that in return because I keep buying new things. And, you know, mm-hmm. when I sell snakes that goes towards food or whatever else, to pro- provide for the ones that I have. So it's not – I'm not really gaining anything, just more of an appreciation for what I have, I guess.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I just right. want to get to a point where God. one day – I'm working with animals that I produced. Of course, you know, yeah, my collection is make made up of animals that I produced. That is the fun part, and of course, I, and of course, you're never going to get away from
3: having to buy animals. But it's like having the majority of the animals here that you're working with are ones that you've made, and then and you bring in big, new blood.
5: That yeah, that should be the goal for anybody that does it. This. It is. I mean this started as you wanted something because you were proud to have it. You liked looking at it and stuff like that. So if you're a breeder, why not breed for stuff that you want to see every day when you look at your collection, like, man, you know what? I, I made that happen. Yeah. Not this snake produced this snake. So I'm going to sell this for however much money. And then
3: I'm going to go to heat. This is, I mean, honestly, I have a few, of my generations are now coming of age and then I have the next generation's coming of age. And it's like, it, it is really cool to have an animal that is breeding for you, that you produced from animals. You raise as babies. Um, mm-hmm. and, it, and, it, and I'm, I'm desperate to have that, you know, for across the board. Like I want to have, you know, eventually your breeders are going to get old and they are going to either stop being useful. Or they are going to die. And you should know that you've got to have their kids to be ready to take their place. So it's eventually right. you will, if you're a smart breeder, you will have nothing but animals you produce. And it's, it's an awesome feeling. So,
1: yeah, I hope at one point that I'm able to have a closed collection. I mm-hmm. hope at one point that, you know, I would say that I have everything in my collection that I would want. Mm. I'm content with what I have. Um, I don't know when that would be, but, (laughs) you know, uh, I would think that um, with the exception of some short tales and then, you know, there's always those things that you sort of like, you know, go back and forth with, you know, it's Mm. like, ah, Do I want to keep that? Do I not want to keep? Well, I don't really have the room, you know. It's like, you know, I don't know. So you kind of, you know, I sit on the fence with boas a lot. I see like, you know, those boas that Matt had—they're freaking amazing, you know. Even your Dominican red red boas, you know. There it is. They're they're awesome. I'd, I'd really love to have them, you know. Um, I will send you a pair, no charge. (laughs) me you want them, at, and I will drop them all. At the end of the day, it's kind of like uh, you know, uh, do I do I really want want that? Do I or do I want to keep going with what I'm going? With? You know, I don't know. Yeah. So it's kind of uh, it's one of those things. Um, uh, we will probably be getting cut off. Pretty soon. Any so minute. before we do, I want to make sure that we get the info for the Southwest Carpet Fest out there. Um, and, yep. Because you have some t-shirts, a booster up, and uh, pretty awesome uh, design, I must say. Uh, I dig it. Um, so yeah, I'm actually sure we... really
5: excited about that. It, can't, it turned out, Better well, I mean I had a vision in mind of what I wanted it to be and then I asked uh Tony of Revision Reptiles. Uh-huh. Um what he thought and then he came back with exactly what I was thinking. I was like, Yeah, boom, there it is. You don't have to think about oh. this anymore. So.
1: Right. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I like it. Um so tell us about I mean, I know you've been on before and you told us about it, but go over the, uh, you know, what you want people to know. The gist of the things again.
5: Okay. Uh, it's um, June 19th. I'm uh, looking at uh, starting around 5 o'clock. Uh, I don't really have an end time for those because I figured everybody's just hang out and then uh, whatever. But it's going to be at prehistoric type. Um, cuts. We're going to hang out there for a few hours. I'm trying to work out, but I've been lazy how we're going to do the, like the potluck or where we're going to do a bunch of restaurants here, like right adjacent to Prehistoric. So George. I don't know if everybody wants to do dinner there. There's like a stone fire grill uh, and stuff like that. So I'll probably ask on uh, Facebook if what everybody wants to do for that. But, um, while we're there, uh, Jay is going to give a tour of the facility, so you can play with some of the when we're done talking and hanging out for whoever wants to see them. Uh, there will probably be eggs being hatched because there's every single time I'm there. So you can check mm-hmm. that out as well. Um, and then there was talk of, because there's a lot of people that are coming from hours away, um, we might do something on Saturday as well. People that want to stay longer because I'm not doing I'm not doing anything that weekend, so we can figure out something to do on the the remaining days as well. It'll just be a relaxed kind of thing, hang out, meet people that you've been talking to online. Great. I like this stuff. Would kind of treat this as a trial run to see how many people are actually engaged in this community around here. There's a lot of people that are positive about it. That there's people that are coming from Vegas. Uh for much further right. away than I thought they'd be coming from.
1: Like <laughs> so right. Well, we'll That's cool. Awesome. And um you have the uh the booster over um I think I put the link I think the link is up there, but the link's on your site as well, right? The mm-hmm. mm-hmm. website? Under, uh,
5: Southwest That's where you'll find it on uh, And then all okay. of that is on my Facebook page, Designer Exotics. Uh, it's got our website as well, Exotics dot net. And I have it password over the Facebook page and our website. Or if anybody has any questions, they can just
1: reach me on Facebook or anything like that. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask. Uh, okay, so that covers that. I'm going to ask two questions and I'll let Owen answer his questions and then
2: we'll, uh, yeah. we'll
1: wrap it up. Um, okay. What is, do you have any most anticipated clutch for this year?
5: Um, it would be my idea Jag. Okay. I'm a big fan of ID Jag and okay. i think that the pairing that i put together is going to be pretty nice so um, i'm just saying that i'm about 30 days away from her actually or from them
1: matching okay particular look you're going for with ij jags what what's your uh what's your in game the
5: male that i use the uh actual Jag himself he's got a very reduced pattern I want to see if that actually carries over through these. But I mean this is my first run at Public Python, so I'm still getting a feel for you know I let I let both cubations
1: so I'm kind of just working things ah, out of you know. Cool. Yeah, that is cool. All right, what about uh what about uh blood python wise?
5: Um, all of, we're still raising up all of the blood, but I think any from our two T C- negatives, anything from that. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what direction we're gonna go with that. I'm still reading up on them. And April does most of that stuff, but I'm excited to see what she does with the the T C- negatives. I'll post pictures up of the one that we use for he's pretty much our mascot for everything that we do.
1: Is that the one that's on the front of your website? Page, yeah, yeah, very nice, very nice one. Owen's a big fan of those. I'm more of a T positive guy. He's a T negative. I'm a T <laughs> like yeah. positive guy. It's so yeah. weird that whatever Owen likes, I like the opposite. Whatever I like, <laughs> he likes the opposite. Yeah,
3: I like Jungle. He that I makes AJ, a good yeah. show, I
1: guess. <laughs> I <laughs> you do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, my uh, my next question is: Do you have anything? that uh is coming up in the come up next year uh that you're excited about
5: uh, i'm going to try for
1: for my ah. Granite project. okay very nice and that, that's pretty much what i'm
5: shooting for for next year i'm trying to keep my uh clutches so i can do more research mm. but before you start popping out babies. I don't know what to do. Right. Cool. But I have some, some interesting. You probably seen post pictures of them, uh, some coastal jungles that's what told to me out. Uh uh-huh. I believe they're bred by Randy, right? And I talked to him and he, he couldn't, he wasn't 100% sure because he had told the parents, like, right before I got him. So he didn't have any pictures of him, but they lost all of their yellow and they're more of like a grayish color, gray and white. And I ended up with three of them, two, you know, the male. So I'm going to play around with that over the next year that the year out there with hot dogs. Cool. Very cool. All right. Probably some albino, uh,
1: from albino. For next year as well. Cool. <clears throat> All cool stuff. Cool projects. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, Owen.
3: All right. So, Terrell, if you could work with, if you could have any species without limitations of law, space, anything, what would it be? It would be in paper. You crazy bastard! All right, um, <laughs> I'm a Gaboon viper. All right, well, <laughs> why a Gaboon?
5: They are gorgeous and oh, kind of remind me of a short tail. So it'd be right up my alley, but a lot
3: more deadly. You know, I, yeah. yeah I okay, right. there,
5: there is that sense of there is that part.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just keep you on your toes. Uh, That is true. All right. Um, If you could travel anywhere without limitations, where would you go and why? It would definitely be Australia. And what would you hope to see? uh, Well, I would hope to see an Owen Pelly. Oh, Jesus Christ, aim high.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, if it's something that I'm I'm hoping to see, it would be that. But other than that, just some carpets doing their thing in the wild.
3: There you go. All right, and uh, throw out your contact info for anybody who wants to get in touch with you about future parents, anything like that.
5: Uh, you can reach me at Designer Exotics on Facebook or DesignerExotics.net. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, all under Designer Exotics. You can pretty much find me anywhere. But um, yeah, if you want to get in touch with me, you can just hit me up on Facebook, and send me a message. And I, I usually respond to every message I get.
1: So. Cool. Well, uh, <clears throat> we appreciate you taking the time with us, uh, and I'm sure you'll. Uh, I'm sure you. This will not be your uh, last voyage on the Morelli Python airwaves. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be well, back <laughs> again. <laughs> thank you for uh, having me on. I appreciate it. Of absolutely. Uh, so, thanks again. And I'm sure we will uh, be in touch. Oh, real quick, I have to throw out before we before we do jump off. Uh, yeah. It's just because of my uh, lack of time with everything. But um, Terrell is helping us with um, the Morelia tip of the week, and mm-hmm. he has one in the uh, ready to go. And uh, I got to get it posted up. You, if you go over to MP, I did a little bit of. Uh, Changing around on the website a little bit to make it more, uh, you know, more streamlined, I guess, or a little more user friendly. Um, and that's something that I have to get up, but, uh, he did a very good, uh, article <laughs> on, uh, you know, like a, a blog type thing. Uh, the first one was on mites.
4: <laughs> so
2: hmm. get the there.
4: <laughs> Go figure, right?
1: uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh you know, it's uh, it's pretty cool. And again, really tip of the week is just, you know, experiences that that we or anybody had. And, um, you know, uh, just to give you some direction, uh, not to, to help you through some of the problems that happen. So uh, there you go. So I appreciate the help with that. And I'll make sure that yeah, I get no that up, you know, and uh If Terrell is willing, he will be helping us with that, and you'll see more of that uh, in the future. So,
5: be more than more than happy to help.
1: Awesome, appreciate it. So, all right, Terrell, thank you, and uh, have have a good good night. You too. Yeah, we'll
4: talk to you soon. All
1: right, right. cool. That was a nice conversation. I. I, I, I like talking about those kind of things, the market, stuff like that. <clears throat> How you approach the business side of it and the ethics that come along, I guess, with uh, with with that. So uh, mm-hmm. cool stuff. Um, well, let's uh, let's give our shout outs and let's get out of here. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, Morelli Python Radio dot com has gotten a little bit of a facelift. So go over Mm -hmm. and check it out. Sort of the same type of stuff, but uh, condense some stuff down and still it's a work in progress. So, uh, you know, be sure to, uh, to check that out. Uh, Like I said earlier, I kind of look at it as if you're getting into carpet pythons or Moralia, that kind of will point you in the direction that you need to go, whether it be, uh, you know, what forums to visit, uh, what breeders, you know, breed what, um, what morphs are out there, what what is the, the Carpet Python complex, what's the subspecies, et cetera, et cetera, et
2: cetera. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, you know, what different books are written on them, uh, anything you could possibly imagine that's kind of your your go-to spot. Um, So yeah, if you want to get in contact with us uh, for any questions or comments, you can send it to info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. You can follow us on Twitter at MoreliaPython. And you can also follow us uh, by giving our Facebook page a like. Um, That is it for that. Uh, I don't have confirmation on a guest yet for next week.
2: But, a mystery.
1: <laughs> uh, I got a couple things lined up, should be uh, cool. Some of the things that people have been asking for, so uh, hopefully I'll get that sealed away and get that up asap. Um, let's see. Carpet Fest, uh, it's coming a- soon <laughs> is a couple weeks away. Uh, good, uh, good friend here, Owen, has uh, opened up his doors to let us come and uh, party with him and geek out and talk snakes. Um, mm-hmm. So it is May 30th. It's in Birdsboro, PA. Uh, yep. We are accepting uh, the donations um, for the auction. Um, this is going to go to uh, the Legal Defense Fund. Um, yep. Yep. So,
3: And we we already raised $200 for the booster T-shirt sales. Um, Also, if you were part of the second order of the booster sales, the T-shirts have not been made yet because the booster is not closed. It'll be closed on the 18th. And unfortunately, we are one shirt away from them reaching that minimum order. So if you're out there and you're waiting on a shirt, um, you better go get it now because we're probably going to fill the minimum order and then that's it. We're done. I'm not opening it again so um, go grab it. It's 20 bucks. It all goes back to a good cause. We didn't raise really any money for the second printing. That was really just so people could get the T-shirt. Again, go get it. uh, And we already have the $200, which will be on top of what we raised as part of the auction. Anything can be in the auction. So don't worry about donating. It'd be great either way.
1: Yeah, and uh, shame on me, but going forward, you're going to hear us talking about supporting Arc as a, a part lot. of our closing uh, yep. monologue. So <laughs> please go over and uh, get, show your support, whether it's a dollar or whether you buy something from uh, Reptile Basics and you, you put a dollar in the what co- whatever it is.
3: you're doing um, Ship your reptiles and put the dollar in there, and, yep. which I hate to break it to everybody, when you buy from Rogue, when I quote out your shipping, it is to include a dollar. It goes to the U.S. Ark. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, <laughs> what I'm, I'm going to do this year. I'm not going to tell you I'm doing
1: that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to do this year is is that um, for every snake I sell, I'm going to donate 10% of that uh, to the U.S. Ark. So. There you go anything I sell 10% will go to us Ark. So if you're going to buy a snake from me uh, and you buy a thousand dollar snake, hundred bucks is going to go to us arc. Um, so I, that's just my way of giving back to those guys that uh, have fought for us to do what we do. Um, I don't yeah. think that anything is more important than that. So, um, you know, that's, that's what I believe. Uh, so, um, yeah, carpetfest.homestead.com. You can – every all the carpetfests that are up there or over there uh, are uh, – all the carpetfests that are over there are up. So mm-hmm. you'll be able to see the northeast, the northwest, the southeast, the southwest, all over there, all the information you need. Um, and the donations uh, for the auction will be going up. Uh, as soon as, uh, as soon as we get them all squared away, so hopefully we can do that by the end of this week. Make sure that you contact either me or Owen, uh, whether it be uh, through email info at moraypythonradio.com or on Facebook, whichever you choose, one way or the other. Just make sure we know uh, what you're doing. And if you are donating something, um, you know we're going to need a picture of it, and we're going to need some yep. kind of description of it. Um, yep. I really would prefer if you are not in the area not to make it a live animal because then we got to yep. deal with all the shipping and whatnot um, I mean if you're in well, the area that shipping is
3: gonna be the thing anyway because the animals aren't coming here right
1: no yeah. well what I'm saying yeah. is is that you have... You know, you have somebody like Matt or Buddy, that that do have live animals. More than likely, if you can travel to Birdsboro, PA, you can travel to. You can go get their PA, shit, yeah. Or you probably. can travel to Maryland, you know. Yeah, but you know,
3: if you do, um, if you do have something else, like say you have a thermostat or something like that, feel free. You can ship it to my house uh, to hopefully get there in time, or you can send us pictures. And when someone wins, you can ship it to their place. It's all good. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's the details on that. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else? Carpet Fest is also on uh, Facebook uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, Facebook page and all of us, uh, all the different chapters, if you will, uh, post to that. So, um, you know, look for updates as far as that goes. Um, We do have a Northeast Carpet Fest group. Um, if mm-hmm. you want to go over there because you're coming, I'm probably going to try to get a head count uh, so that we kind of know what we're dealing with and so we can Food wise. get the numbers together. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so that's that. And then also, did I say on Twitter? On Twitter and on Facebook. And as far as me, uh, ebmorelia.com. You want to get in contact with me, Eric at ebmorelia. Uh, I am waiting. I am days away. If if maybe they're ha- they're pipped out tonight. I don't know. I haven't been in the incubator to check out, but I have uh, hopefully you some caramel albinos. Uh, you haven't. You me. have caramel albinos hatching, and you haven't looked. Like, are you sitting in your armchair swirling your brandy right now? Go look in the incubator. <laughs> hmm. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> well, they're not due until tomorrow, but technically we're 10 minutes away. I don't know if snakes are like, you know, oh, it's 10 oh, o'clock. Dude, fine.
3: You and I both know they come when they're ready. I mean, that yeah. <laughs> there's no day 55. No <laughs> yep, and done. So, yeah, I so. Think- uh, <laughs> I'll have some. I have eggs that might be hatching at Carpet Fest. I have also eggs that might be being laid at Carpet Fest. So it's like everyone's just going to see them. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, I'm still waiting for my last clutch. Um, that's from uh, Super Caramel Zebra Jag to, uh, to Caramel Zebra. Mm-hmm. That'll be the last clutch of the year. Um, so And then yeah. everything pretty much hatches out in June. I have two clutches that are going to be hatching out in May. And then uh, one, actually, right before I go to Carpet Fest. <laughs> so it probably will be that weekend. And, uh, of course. Because will be, be
3: away. Out. That's how it works. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they're the uh, Super Caramel Zebra Jag to Citrus Tiger. So I'm curious Damn. to see how that turns out. So yeah. We'll see. <clears throat> so, yeah, for me, uh, I'm on uh, Facebook. I have a Facebook page, E.B. Morelia. I have a Twitter, ebmorelia, and I also have an Instagram. You can get any of uh, follow me on any of those. It's so pretty much all the same. Um, check out the website ebmorelia.com. I did start, um, I did start another little thing, another little page that, that I was gonna um, inject some stuff into, and it's called Carpet Python Morphs. Uh, basically, I'm just picking a morph a week, posting up a picture, telling you what's in it, telling you what the genetics are. So if you want to go check that out, by all means, uh, you can follow that on Facebook or Twitter, Carpet Python Morphs. Um, I didn't really promote it too much on Facebook yet because I kind of yeah. wanted to get some info there. <clears throat> it's nothing crazy. It's just something to sort of highlight those new morphs for some of the new people um that want to uh to check it out i'm trying to keep it to where it's just people that i know if i don't have that particular uh morph so um there's that and that's all that i have
3: cool uh why guys you can go to rogue-reptiles.com it's not really out up to date but we're working on it also you can go to rogue's facebook page at roguereptiles on facebook.com uh current shows i don't think we're going to have a table for the june show at hamburg uh due to the issues that we had with the last hamburg show we have do not have a table so <laughs> um, i need to get a table but hopefully we'll be back on track and we'll see everybody there in august um of course i will still be in attendance so i can bring things if you want uh, other than that, reminder that Carpet Fest is at 136 Hopewell Street in Birdsboro, Pennsylvania. Um, if you need directions or hotel stuff, drop me a line, Facebook, whatever. It is an open thing. Anybody can come to Carpet Fest. I had a few people asking if it was invite only. It is not. Anybody can come. So please come. Have some fun. Uh, I got to start buying alcohol. So <laughs> um, I'll get on that. Um, <laughs> Other than that, if you have something you wish to donate to the auction, please, please, please get in touch with myself or Eric, and uh, we'll get her on there. Uh, Other than that, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we're going to catch you all next week for some more Moralia Python Radio. Good night.
0: Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist which is why my partner Robin Markland and I, it's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system, search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords, and use our Buy Now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use shipyourreptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. Shipyourreptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use shipyourreptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship the reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder. Then visit ShipReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related.